Blog Talk Radio. You are good And your love 
you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, mighty Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, mighty God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's Tower. Praise you, Lord. I hope all of you are listening to me nice and clear. Thank you, Jesus. And to praise the Lord as we go into the Word, and we want to ensure that the message will come on clear. Shalom, shalom. Thank you, Lord. I want to thank each and one of you that's been praying for us, our ministry, our responsibility, our obligation before the Lord. Thank you, Sister Marietta. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. There's so much things happening. Hallelujah. The Word of God is being fulfilled every day. Thank you, Jesus. And so, praise the Lord. We, we got to share the Word. We just got to get into the Word. And we got to share the word of God because there's so much happening. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus is coming back for his bride that have made herself ready. Thank you, Jesus. And those that are repenting, that are seeking the Lord with all their heart, it's making themselves ready or preparing because they want to go home with Jesus. Amen. So we got to continue to repent before the Lord comes because he is going to come as he promised us he would come. Thank you, Lord. There is so much new coming out of, out of the Middle East concerning Israel, concerning the Palestinian, concerning, hallelujah, the, the two-state solution in which the U.N. are going to vote in September of this year. It is the plan that they are going to vote in September of 2016. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And they are getting ready. They are preparing for all this. The Antichrist behind the scene is pushing. It is pushing for the state for the two state solution. To divide Jerusalem. He has so much hate for the Jewish people that he's looking forward to divide them. Praise the Lord. Because a nation divided will not stand. A people divided will not stand, and the devil knows this. That's why he's pushing for them. Thank you, Brother Giovanni. Thank you, Lord. Ezekiel 38, God says this, hallelujah, to the nation, not just to one, but to the nation. In Ezekiel 38, the Lord says, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy faith, thy faith against God in the land of Magar, chief of praise of Meshach, and Tufal, and prophesy against him. Thank you, Lord. Every nation is being led by a leader. Praise the Lord. And that's why God says him, because there is one at the end time that will lead the nation, and that's the Antichrist, brothers and sisters. He is the one working with all the nations through the U.N. The U.N. has just said, that they are going to force the Jewish people to sign the peace treaty. And they can do this militarily, politically, and international pressure is what they are planning to use against the Jewish people, brothers and sisters. This is why we need to pray for Jerusalem, for Jerusalem, for the Jewish people, for the, the peace of Jerusalem. Because, hallelujah, Jerusalem is what it is, it is the king. It is the holy city of King Messiah Jesus, where he's coming to set his kingdom in the millennium. And the devil knows the Bible. He knows this. 
So he's trying to divide Jerusalem now through the wicked, to the to the wicked people, through the, through the heathen, through the unbeliever, brothers and sisters, through the through the atheist. It's what whom the devil is using in these last days, brothers and sisters, to divide Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Verse three. And he said, Thou said the Lord God the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O God, the chief of Prince of Meshach into Baal. God is is pointing out Russia. Brothers and sisters, believe it or not, this is Russia in the last day. Why is Russia? Because God would knew that in the last day, Russia would be the most powerful nation on the earth. It is not no more the United States. According to word that came out of the Pentagon two years ago, Russia has the best defense system, the best uh, missile system in the world. China doesn't have it. Japan doesn't have it. The United States doesn't have it. But Russia has it. Is it biblical? Yes. God is telling us that Russia would have, would have the best technology in the end in the end of time. Oh, I will not say I will not say the best technology, but the best, the most money to invest militarily to attack Israel, and maybe uh, the more that will look to gain by bringing the Jewish people, the more that will look to gain more out of it. Because they're looking for oil, which is power. They're looking to make money, which is power. It's what Russia always does. They sell weapons a lot. They have so much uh, uh, weaponry uh, factory in, in Russia, a nuclear factory like nobody in the world, brothers and sisters. And so they are the ones looking to militarily and politically set themselves in the Middle East in the last day more than anyone. Russia is the one. You hear so much about them, brothers and sisters, in the, in the latest news, in the lot of news, in the last day news. It's all about being talking about Russia. And those are the ones God said that they will rise against the Jewish people in the last days. Even Netanyahu this past year went to Russia looking for, for the Russia to support them, for, uh, looking for support, supporting or support out of Russia. And they have promised them this and that, but not much out of the Russian government. And this year, again, Netanyahu went back to Russia looking for support more than the United States. Practically right now, uh, Netanyahu came last year to the United States. This year, he had not come yet. He had a, an, an appointment to come, which he never came to, brothers and sisters, which is all, everything is pointing to Russia right now. And God said in his word, that Russia will be the one coming against the Jewish people in the last days. And in the, in the last day news is all about Russia. Praise the Lord. Verse 4. I will turn thee back and put a hook in thy jaw, and I will bring thee forward and all thy army, horses and horsemen, and all them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a gray a, a company with bunkler and shield, hallelujah, and then the handling sword. God is describing to us, or the prophet Ezekiel, as God is showing him what will come and what would happen, or God is revealing to the prophet Ezekiel what is about to come in the last days. And, and the word of Ezekiel, uh, even though he saw this great army, the new uh, uh, 
armor, as he describes, swords of armor or types of armor, he couldn't even describe the armor. He just said swords of armor, which is a type of armor, or many types, or any quantity, or unlimited armor, great army. There's another word used. Because he couldn't describe so much weaponry they have in these last days. Brothers and sisters, the, the S-22 was believed years ago to be, just a few years ago, the best plane ever made in the world. Well, they already have planes beyond the F-22. Plane that can do things that the F-22 can only, the F-22 can only dream of, brothers and sisters. They got plane now. Science is, is increasing. Like there's no tomorrow, according to Daniel the prophet, in these last days. The intelligence belongs to the Jewish people in technology. But they don't have the finance to, to have the, the, the capability that Russia has. It takes a lot of billions and trillions of dollars to multiply these weapons, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But Israel has the protection of God. That, that is great because Israel has the protection of God. So no matter how much weapon they have, the Lord is still fighting. The Messiah, Jesus, is still fighting for the Jewish people. He is their Messiah, brothers and sisters. There are two things that the Bible points about, which you probably never heard, but you're going to hear it tonight for the first time. The Bible said in Ezekiel 12 that, that, that listen to this, the Antichrist, hallelujah, or oh, the Pope will set himself in Israel, in Jerusalem. They will set themselves in the last day in Jerusalem. And a second word coming out of uh, Daniel 12, the IDF will be divided also in the last day. We know that the IDF are the leaders is the protection of Israel right now. But Ezekiel 12 says they're going to be divided. I'm going to show it to you right in the word. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, the Lord is so awesome. There's so much he can show to us in, in, in the Bible. Ezekiel 12, just to see, let me share, let me share with you that what, what Ezekiel says in Ezekiel 38, Daniel and Daniel 12, I meant to say Daniel 12, I said Ezekiel, Daniel chapter 12, also go along with Ezekiel 38, brothers and sisters. There's so much there that is alike. Uh, uh, Daniel 12, one said, at that time shall Michael stand up, that great prince, who standeth for the children of thy people. Now, Look how it's being said to us. Michael is standing up. Well, what is he doing? Setting down? What Michael's doing is waiting on the Lord. That's what he's doing until the appointed time. Until the time God said, Michael, go ahead and get this done. Go protect my people. But right now, Michael's sitting. His job is to wait. His job is to wait right now. So he's sitting. Well, the Bible said, at that time, should Michael stand up? He's going to stand up. He's sitting. His job is to wait. So he's sitting down right now. But when God said, Michael, it is time. He's going to stand up. That great prince who stand for the children of thy people. In other words, heaven will enter being. Heaven will enter being very soon. An intervention from heaven coming in behalf of the Jewish people. Thank you, Lord. And there should be a time of trouble. Very clear. A tribulation like it never was. And like it never was, like it never be again. That is the great tribulation. So when the trouble comes, trouble, a time of trouble, that is the Psalm 83. Because the UN is rising up to divide Jerusalem 
Netanyahu and the Jewish people have said, no, we, Jerusalem is our capital, and we are not going to allow them to divide our capital, Jerusalem. Well, that's when the 12th was going to come, because all the nation of the earth will be in behalf of the U.N., will be supporting the, the U.N. So Israel will be fighting by themselves, by themselves, brothers and sisters. Their friends are not going to help them anymore. And that, that, is, that is really a time of trouble for, for the Jewish people. But that's what I said. But when the trouble comes, Michael will stand up. God stands up and says, here I am, my people. Messiah Jesus stands up and says, here I am, my people. When the army of God stands, it's by the order of God. God is the one who gives the order for them to fight for, in, in behalf of God's people. So God will give them soon the order. Stand up, Michael, and go defend my people, the Jewish people. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. I wish I could hear that order when that happens. Thank you, Lord. Such a, as it never was since there was a nation, even to the same time. It is the same tribulation the Messiah Jesus referred to. It is such a, such a trouble, as I say, I also prophesy, for Jacob that is coming. But the army of God, Michael and the army of God, is going to stand up. They're going to fight in their behalf very soon. Thank you, Jesus. Such a trouble has never since there was a nation even to this time. The Jewish people have never, not even in the time in Egypt, has gone through so much trouble than through the trouble that soon they're going to go through in the tribulation, brothers and sisters. But the bride of Christ is praying for them, is praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Yes, we are, brothers and sisters. We are praying for the peace of Jerusalem. In other time, thy people shall be delivered. Everyone who shall be found written in the book. Thank you, Jesus. Who are written in the book? But the 144,000. Listen careful. Who names are written in the book? But the bride of Christ in the 144,000. Those are the only ones that we know according to the book of Revelation that are written in the book of life. 12,000 are the each tribe and the bride of Christ are written in the book of life. Brothers and sisters. Well, Michael and his army are going to stand, brothers and sisters, to deliver those that are written in the book. Those are, what, those are the ones that are important. Make sure you can jump up and down. You, you can really have joy in the Lord and thank the Lord for everything he's doing for you. But I'm going to tell you something tonight. Make sure your name is in the book of life. Please make sure. Make sure your name is in the book. It's written in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Because a lot of people are rejoicing for many things. Hallelujah. So they are not making sure that the name is written in the book of life. And that is very important. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This is what Paul said to the Philippians. And I entreat thee also to your fellow, help those women who labor with me in the gospel, with Clement also and with my other fellow laborers, whose names are written in the book of life, says Paul. This is what's important, brothers and sisters. 
that your name, that my name, is written in the book of life. Oh, someone can give you a beautiful message where you can rejoice and jump up and down. My question to you is, is your name written in the book of life? Someone can give a word that, it, that, that can, hallelujah, take your ancient year. But it's your name written in the book of life. Remember this. Remember what's important. Remember what's important, brothers and sisters. Anyway, for those that I may be asking, this program is live tonight. This is not a recording. This is a live program tonight. Thank you, Jesus. My brother Pablo could not be here tonight. But I'm here sharing the word of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. This is what's important, that our name is written in the book of life, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. In these last days, it is very important. Revelation 3, 5. Hallelujah. He that overcome, amen. The same shall be clothed in bright raiment. And will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angel. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. When his angel get out to fight, when Michael gets out to fight, it's because the name is in the book of life. And begging his mind in the Lord, they got to take vengeance from God. God got to take vengeance. Thank you, Jesus. He that overcometh. Thank you, Jesus. We need to overcome. We need to make sure our name is written in the book of life. In these last things, and it's just so important. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Revelation 24. And I saw the dead small grave standing before God, and the book was open, and I know the book was open, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the book according to the word. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Revelation 20, 15, and those who would not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Very simple. This is not a complicated matter, brothers and sisters. It is a simple matter. It's your name written in the book of life. If it's not, this is what the Bible says that God is going to do to those whose name is not written in the book of life. They're going to be cast into the lake of fire. It's a very simple matter. This is the end. This is the end. This is the end, my brothers and sisters. This is the end. Daniel 12, 12:2. Many those who sleep in the dust of the earth to awake, sown to everlasting life and sown to change and everlasting content. Of course, we want to go to everlasting life. But not everyone is going to everlasting life. That's why you need to keep praying for your family members. Pray for your family, brothers and sisters. Pray for your family. Because the time is coming that people are going to die. And they need to die with Christ, who overcame death, so they can go on to life with Christ Jesus. Very important in the last day. Thank you, Lord. Verse 3. They that are wise should shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars that are, that are forever and ever. Very simple. God will preserve those that then seeking him with all their heart and serving him in their names of reading in the book of life. Brothers and sisters, 
They're going to shine as, as the brightness of the firmament. They're going to last forever. Look how old is the sun and the moons and the stars. That's how their, their age are going to be forever. Forever. Star never runs out of power. The sun's neither. Thank you, Lord. Verse 4. But though, old Daniel, shut up the word and seal the book, even to the time of the end, many to run to and fro, a knowledge should be increased. This is exactly what's happening today. People are moving from here to there, from there to, from here to there to there, from here everywhere. People all over the place today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. People are moving all the time in the last days. Science is increasing to beyond our understanding today. It is just being increased, increase, 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 increase. Computers are being faster every day and can do more tasks every day. Everything is being increased. Science is increased. Oh, God have mercy. Then I, Daniel, look and behold, there stood two other, one on the side of the bank and of the river, the other on the other side of the bank of the river. Two angels were standing, says Daniel, one on one side, the other one on the other side. Thank you, Lord. Why? Because they were standing to show Daniel the things that must come in the end of time. John saw this also. In the book of Revelation, God is going to send angels with mission to accomplish in the last days. Praise the Lord. Angels are coming with tasks from God to the last days. Because this is the end of day, and the devil knows his time is running out. That's why he's doing so much evil in such a little time, because time is not in his time. God created time. Time. It's in our favor. Because as the time goes by, the more we age and the closer we come to go to heaven. Time is in our favor. The more we seek God, the more time we spend with God, the better we will be better off in eternity, in the millennial and eternity. So we're better off giving God all, our, all of our time, brothers and sisters, because time is in our favor. It's not in the favor of the devil and his demon, because it's going to end soon. And they're very afraid that time is going to end soon for them. But you and I don't need to be afraid of time. We need to give God all of our time in prayer and repenting, brothers and sisters, and keeping his commandment. We need to spend all the time that we can to God and give God all of our time, brothers and sisters, in these last days. Oh, I thank you, Jesus, because time is in our favor. Verse 6. And, one, and then one said to the, to the other man clothed in linen, who was upon the water of the river, how long shall it be to the end of these wonders? Look how much time God has given the Jewish people before he comes and delivers them. This is all regarding to Daniel's people, the Jewish people, who at this time were down in Babylon, and things were not, nice, not going that nice for them. They were going through a really hard time. They were taking slaves to Babylon. But God was there for them. And God is going to be there for them at the end of time. God is with them, brothers and sisters. God has not abandoned them, for sure. Verse 7. And I heard the man clothed in linen, who was upon the water of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven. And swore by him that liveth forever and that it should be a, for a time 
a time and a half when they should have the accomplished the scouting of the power of the holy people, and all these things will be accomplished. Time and time and a half. That, brothers and sisters, it is seven and a half years divided into three and a half years of peace and three and a half years of a great tribulation, in other words. You know that the UN today have in paper work, written in paper, in black ink, that they are going to sign a seven-year treaty with the Jewish people. That they're looking to sign a seven-year treaty, brothers and sisters. This been signed for many years now, okay? This been signed by the UN and the nation all came in agreement. All the atheists and unbelievers, all the wicked, came in agreement years ago that the peace treaty they're looking to have signed through the UN and the dividing of Jerusalem will be a seven-year peace treaty. They even said in the document that the UN have in hand that there will be a three-and-a-half peaceful year that they're looking forward to. Now, look how God knows the future and the past and in the present. That nothing is hidden from the, from the knowledge of God, from the eyes of God. Nothing is hidden from God. He knows everything before it comes to pass, brothers and sisters. Though you ain't having documents which they're looking to implement or establish soon, they tried last year to try to get it accomplished. They believe of what the vote they have this year and the support from Obama before he, before he comes out of office, in September, they're going to get to pass the two-state solution. What is in that document? A seven-year treaty. Seven-year treaty. Brothers and sisters, why? Because they don't believe the word. They don't believe the Bible. But the Bible is true. It's going to come to pass no matter what men say. No matter how they're feeling, they get on the news. No, no matter how misleading they are in the news, the word of God is true, and it's going to come to pass, brothers and sisters. Heaven and earth will pass, says the Lord, but not my word. The word of God is going to come to pass no matter what they do, what they say. And they already have it in document. It is, it is greatly supported by the U.N. leaders. They lately had... Uh, been looking for Obama support. They already got it. He says a few days he was supported, and that comes against it, brothers and sisters. The only ones that don't agree is Netanyahu, Netanyahu, the leaders of the Jewish people, and the Jewish people also. They don't agree with it. Praise the Lord. But look what the Daniel is written in Daniel 12, the division that it's going to come to the Jewish people. I mean, when I saw it there, the Lord just showed it to me today. There, and I'm like, oh, no. It is there. It is there. I'm going to share it tonight. I'm going to share it tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 8. I heard. Hallelujah. I heard. I'm sorry. Let me finish uh, verse 7. And when he shall have accomplished scattering of the power of thy holy people, and all these things shall be finished. Look what they're looking to do, 
with the IDF, the power of the Jewish people. The IDF is the power, are the power, the leaders of the Jewish people, the power, the army, the defense is the IDF. Look what they're going to do with him when they get to sign this peace treaty. And when he should have a conflict scattering of the power of the holy people, all these things should be finished. He's going to scatter them. He's going to divide the IDF because a nation divided, a people divided, will not stand. Will not stand. But look what, 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 the, what the wicked, the nation, the Antichrist, is looking to do. Divide them. And when he should have accomplished scattering the power of the holy people, the Jewish people, they're going to scatter them. In other words, they're going to divide them, and the leaders are going their way. And the IDF will be in a divided army, a divided force. So it will not be a strong force anymore as it's been so far since 1947. They're not going to be so strong no more. The power of the holy people, they've been. That's what the IDF been all this year. The power of the holy people. Well, it says that it's going to be divided. They're going to be scattered. They're going to be divided. The word of God is teaching us in Daniel, brothers and sisters. That, this is Daniel uh, 12, 7. When I saw this, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Everything is in the word of God. The Lord opened my eyes for me to see this. I'm like, oh, man, the idea is going to be divided. The leaders are going to go their way. There's going to be scatters. That's why the UN is looking to sign this peace treaty. It is so important they think to themselves to have this come to pass. Oh, my goodness. Verse 8. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. And I heard, but I understood now. Then said, I, oh my Lord, what should be the end of these things? Daniel wanted to know, oh man, oh my Lord, he said. Any Jewish person like Daniel was said, oh my God. He said, oh my Lord. It's like you and I say today, oh my God, this is going to happen to them? This is not good. This is not good. This is going to happen to them. And when I and I heard, but I understood not. This is what you say. This this cannot be possible. This no no. This cannot happen to the Jewish people, because they've already been established as a nation. Then I said, Oh my Lord, what should be the end of these things? What what will be the end? Of, this got to end. I mean, this is going to happen, but this got to end. Yes, a seven years, just seven years. The devil knows that he got but a little time. Time is not in his behalf. It is in the behalf of the church. Time is in the favor of the church. It's not in the favor of the devil. And time is in the favor of the Jewish people. Because before the seven year, last seven year began, the, before the last seven year began, the church has been taken out. And then the Jewish people stay. But time is in their favor. Because it's only seven years. It's not in the favor in the favor of Satan and his demons. Because in, in the moment they finish, they're gonna be cast into the lake of fire. And they're not so happy. The devil will be bound for a thousand years. The full prophet, the Antichrist, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. 
They're going to be thrown in the lake of fire. That's what's going to happen to them. Oh, God, have mercy. God, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Verse 9. And he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the word I closed up, closed up and sealed till the end of the time. Hallelujah. They go, these words are sealed. In other words, thank you, Jesus. In other words, the word will be revealed as things are being unfolded. As we see things unfolded in the last days, the word is being revealed to us. And we, we better understand when we see the news happening right before our eyes. And this is exactly what happened until the end of time. But the word is sealed. It's being unfolded to us today in the last day. That's why we're able to understand a lot more, a lot more than years ago. Because the words are sealed and are being released slowly to us. They're being unveiled to us. They're being revealed to us. They're being unclosed to us, brothers and sisters, more and more. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Verse 10, many should be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked should do wickedly, and none of the wicked should understand, but the wise should understand. Three things are being told to us here, brothers and sisters. I'm going to try to break them, down, break them in three pieces. Praise the Lord, because three things are being told to us. Many should be purified and made white and tried. You see that we are made white. We are being cleansed to trials and testing. That's how we are being made holy, purified, through trials and testing. That's how our faith, which is, hallelujah, more valuable than gold is being tried through fire. Brothers and sisters, we are being made purified, made wide and tried through trials and testing. It is the only way you and I can be ready for heaven, for everything that God has for us in store. By going to the trial, being tried. But the wicked should, not, should, should do wickedly. The wicked people are going to get worse in this last day time that you and I are in. People are getting worse. They're not getting better. They're getting worse, the Bible says to us. God is telling us. The people will be getting worse. And you got to take the word for what it is. You got to take the word for information. You got to understand what God is saying to you and I. Because some people are trying to say that things are getting better with the world, and it's not true. It, that, is, that is against the word of God. People are not getting better, people are getting worse. The only one that are getting better is the bride of Christ. Those that are giving the life to Jesus and are repenting daily, those are being purified and made white. But the rest of the world that is in sin, sinning without any breaks, doing all kinds of evil without any care, they are getting worse. But the wicked should do wickedly. That just continue and do an evil, in other words. And none of the wicked should understand. Don't, go, don't try to go to people 
who are not in relationship with God to explain to you the Bible. Because they got no idea what's going on. That's why I get surprised with Christians. Because I get a lot of emails from people all the time, every day. People want to know what's going on. And I, I wonder, do they have a Bible? And I know they do. Why don't they understand the Bible? Why is the Word of God so difficult for them? And one of the understanding is they're not repenting. And some people are so nice to confess and say, Elby, I'm not repenting. I say, sure. Some are honest to say it. Some of them are not. But they don't understand what's going on. They have no idea what is going on with the coming of Messiah Jesus, with the signs and wonders that are going on. They, they think God has forgotten about everyone. And that is a lie that's not true. Absolutely not true. God is for us. Those that are seeking him. But the wicked should go wickedly, and none of the wicked should understand. But the wise should understand. The bride of Christ, wise, wise virgin, will understand. Of course we will. Those that are seeking God, the 144,000 will understand. And the bride of Christ in the last days. But the rest of the people, they got no idea what is going on. They, they cannot even discern how, how close is the Lord to come, Messiah Jesus to come. They don't understand how close he is. And he is very close. One of these days, one of these days, they're going to be surprised. And just as the Lord showed me, they're going to say, I wish we had more time to prepare. Wish I had more time to fast and see God. Because they don't understand how close it is for the Lord to come. And they're not preparing. But it's time to prepare God's people. And God, it's time to stay in repenting, daily repenting, daily sanctification. It's not time to waste time. It is time to seek the Lord. It's time to seek God. The wise should understand what's told to Daniel. Those that are in relationship with God, those that are being cleansed with the blood of Jesus, they will understand. They will know what's going on. They can talk about it. They can explain those things, the things that are happening. But those that are, that are not wise, that are not part of the bride, whose name is not written in the book of life, they have no idea. They have no idea what is going on. And some ministers, their name has been removed out of the book of life. How, how do they have any idea? Tell me. Oh, God, have mercy. Imagine, it's been shown to people that some Christian down here, some minister, name has been removed from the book of life. Now, I ask you now, do they have any idea what's going on if the name is not in the book of life? They have no idea. And people still go to them. Oh, would you explain what's going on to me? Pray to the Lord. Seek Jesus. Seek understanding from God. Let the Lord reveal to you what is going on. God seeking from man. To reveal to you. Verse 11. And from the time of the daily sacrifice should be taken away. Hallelujah. And the abomination make it desolate is set up. Hallelujah. Shall be a thousand a hundred and ninety days. Now look look at this. We know the abomination and desolation. It is the Antichrist and the full prophet, the Pope. The Pope said he's going to set up office in Jerusalem very soon. But they just said that by 2017, I believe it was the year, 
They should have their own office and supposed to be set up in Jerusalem. This came out of, out of Rome like a year or two ago. And when I heard this, I, I couldn't believe it. And look at it in the Word of God. From the time of the day of sacrifice will be taken away and the abomination making desolated. Set up. Once they set up their office, they're going to set up office in Jerusalem. It's being told to Daniel in Daniel 12, 11. They're going to set up there. They're going to set up their office there. Oh, God. The Jewish people will have their third temple. Which we already, they've been talked about the third temple, having all the material and the place to start building soon, the third temple. Either this year or next year, the, the construction of the third temple begins. It's being said out of Jerusalem, out of Israel. I don't know how much accurate the information is, but it's what you hear in the media. So when the sacrifice is happening in, in the third temple, the four prophets in the Senate's office in Jerusalem is being taught to Daniel. And there should be a thousand one hundred and ninety days. So it's being taught to Daniel. When these things happen, you can set your clock to one thousand and ninety days. When this happens. Hallelujah. So it's kinda of in the middle of the tribulation. By the middle of the tribulation, the full prophet, the Pope, would have his office in Jerusalem and be revealed to Daniel. When I saw this today, I, I, I'm stunned of what is in the Word of God, that everything is in the Word of God, brothers and sisters. Even the Pope setting up office in Jerusalem, it's in the Word of God. We, it should be 1,290 days, 1,290 days, and being told to the people to come. So when the tribulation begins, count the days. And when they get to 1,090 days, the office of the full prophet already has been built in Jerusalem. It's already going. Oh, God. Oh, God. Verse 12. Blessed is he that waited and come to the thousand, three hundred and five and thirty days to the end of the seven years. Blessed is he that waited. Because some people are not going to wait. I mean, there's going to be so much hunger, so much killing, so much evil going on around the earth during the seven year tribulation. Some people are not going to wait. But the word of God says, Blessed is he that waited and coming to the thousands and three hundred and five and thirty days. To the end of the seven year tribulation, in other words. And bless he that waits, in other words. But not everyone will wait. Why is he blessed? Because he'll see the word of God being fulfilled before his eyes. It's no, it's no much being told, no more being told what's going to happen. People are going to see with their own eyes the things that are going to unfold. Now we can talk about it, but those that stay behind are going to see what's going to happen, brothers and sisters, with their own eyes. Unless they repent and their name is written in the book of life and they get raptured. Or they get beheaded for Christ in the tribulation. People have two choices. Either prepare to go home with Christ in the rapture, the cut up in the air, and the departing. Or end up in the tribulation and given the life for Jesus being beheaded for Christ. For the sake of Christ. Those are the choices they have. 
is what's being told to them, brothers and sisters. It will be easier for them to be beheaded. It will be easier for them to be raptured, but to stay behind. It's going to be difficult if you cannot wait for, for all these things to unfold right before your eyes for those that are staying. If you, if you can resist not getting the RFID, the mark of the beast, if you can resist the mark of the beast, if you can resist the pressure of the government, if you can resist going hungry, eating very little, drinking contaminated water, if you can resist the pain in your stomach, you know the things that are common. If you can resist all the things, the word of God says you are blessed of those that wait. If you're waiting for the Lord. But those that wait on the Lord will have new strength. The Lord will be with them. It's been told to the prophet Isaiah. Those, those that wait on the Lord will have new strength. That's why blesses him that wait and come to the 3,000. But this mostly refers to the 144,000 because they're already, the name is already in written in the book of life, they just have to go through that thousand, hallelujah, 530 days, which is very painful and very hard. Very painful and very hard. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Look what God says in Ezekiel 38. Say, Gomer and all thy van and the house of the Gomer, the north quarter and all his van and many people with thee, the rest of the nation, and the armies of the world are following the Antichrist, are following Russia, who will be who will be the leader leading against the Jewish people in the last days. Twice has Netanyahu gone to Russia looking for support. And they have and the government of Russia have given Netanyahu their back. No support, but they have given them their back. Just their back. Gomer and all thy band. The house of the government, the North Quarter, and all his van, and many people went there. All these army, all these people are going against the Jewish people. Russia and all of them, they are just heading against the Jewish people. Verse and but, be thou prepared, prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou guard unto them. Thank you, Lord. Verse 8. After many days thou shalt be visited in the latter years, that thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword and gathered out many out of many people against the mountain of Israel, which has been always wasted away, but is brought forth out of the nation that should dwell safely in all them. Thou shalt ascend and come like a storm, said God about righteous in all the nations. Thou shalt ascend and come like a storm. Thou should be like a cloud that cover the land, thou and all the troops, and many people went thee. Why are many being included? Because all the nations through the UN are going to come against the Jewish people. All the nations through the UN. No nation are going to support the Jewish people because it will be done through the UN, the United Nations. All the nations that have been united for many years are going to come, and because the decree of the U.N. for the division of Jerusalem is so great, and it's so formal, and they have voted for it, but the Jewish people do not agree. That's why all these nations come against them, as they came against Iraq. You see, one thing, it was been told that Iraq was a sign of what will come to the Jewish people in the last days. 
all the nation in 1992, 91, 92, hallelujah, through President Clinton, came against Baxter, hallelujah, in back later, hallelujah, and, and, and um, I thought in 91, 92, and then in, in 2000, and, hallelujah, 2001, 2003, as the older UN again came against Iraq, it was all signed how they will come against the Jewish people in the last days. The same thing that happened to Iraq, Saddam Hussein, it is the same thing they are planning to do to whoever be the leader of the Jewish people. Let it be Netanyahu, let it be whoever it be. It is the same thing they're going to do. All the nations, Germany, France, Japan, and all them, China, are going to come against them together with Russia and the United States, brothers and sisters. That's why the IDF, when they come to the U.N. to bowl, to divide Jerusalem, the IDF, the IDF get their body. By the time of, of the construction of the third temple, the IDF is already divided by Dr. Daniel. By the 1092 days which is the first three years, of, uh, three years and a half of the tribulation. By that time, the IBF, the power of the Jewish people, has been divided, brothers and sisters. That is, the IBF is the, is the defense of the Jewish people. They have been divided already by the construction of the third temple. That's why the Antichrist is going to say, in the temple of God, pretending to be God, he's going to claim that he gave that it was the victory of him. He conquered. He wants to conquer Jerusalem. He's going to conquer the third temple. He's going to conquer Jerusalem. Why is he going into Jerusalem? By this time, in the abomination is set in the holy place of Jesus Christ and Daniel prophesied. Because the, the nation of Israel is divided. The IDF is not there. It's running. It's divided. And they're not, the power of the Jewish people is not there anymore. Brothers and sisters, it is just not there. So that's why they can do this. That's why they're going to take advantage. And that's why they're looking to divide the Jewish people now. Verse 10. Thou said the Lord God shall, it also shall come to pass that at the same time shall things come into thy mind that thou should think evil thoughts. Who is filling their mind with evil thoughts? The devil. The devil is filling the the minds of these leaders of Russia and the United States and the rest of the world were evil thoughts. Their minds is polluted. He's polluting their mind, brothers and sisters, against the Jewish people. And one of the, the, the leaders of, of the Arab world, too, as the leaders of, of, of the president of Iran, he keeps talking about the destruction of the Jewish people. They have been asked here in the United States, the Obama administration, what he thinks about the leader claiming the destruction of the Jewish people. And they give no comments. No comments. No comments. In other words, they agree. They agree. No evil thoughts are coming to the mind, too. The word of God says. They are agreeing. They're not disagreeing. Because if you disagree, you'll do something or you'll say something about it. You'll speak your mind if you disagree. But by keeping quiet, they are agreeing. They are totally agreeing, brothers and sisters. It's all in the word of God. It is all in the word of God. Anything you and I need to know about the future, it's in the word of God. It's there very clear, written in black ink, brothers and sisters. Verse 11. 
And thou shalt say, I will go out to the land of unwell land. Village, I will go to them that are of rest, who dwell safely, and all them that dwell without war, having neither bar nor gate. Why do the Jewish people don't have protection anymore? Because in the moment the IDF, the national defense, is removed, they'll have no protection. They'll have no protection at all. And that's what Russia, the United States, and the rest of the nation are looking to do through the U.S. Take the power from the, from the Jewish people, from the IDF, through the U.N. And the moment they are proved by force, the two-state solution, the IDF has no more power anymore to defend their own people. Netanyahu has said this all over the news for years now. They want to take away our power to defend ourselves. I've been saying it and repeating it and saying it. That's what he means. If they, through international pressure, can get the two-state solution approved to the U.N. by both, they take the power from the IDF, from the Jewish people, their own defense. They have no more power. Now, anyone, any nation can go. Anyone pretending to be on the Antichrist can go and sit in their temple because they don't have the power anymore. They will have local police, but they will not have the military power that they have now. And that's what they're looking to take away from Israel, through the U.N., through international pressure. Verse 12. To take the spoil. Look what God is explaining to us. To take the spoil and to take the prey. Hallelujah. To turn thy hand upon the desolated place that are now inhabited upon the people who gathered out of the nations who have gotten cattle and good, who dwell in the midst of the land. Don't you think that the nation knows what the Jewish people have, that they have intelligence, they have the best intelligence in the world, the best spy plane of being built, unmanned spy plane in, in Israel? They said they got the best, and they're being sold to the United States and the rest of in, in, in important countries. Friendship country to take a spoil and to take away a prey. What they have is a prey, and take anyone captive, prey. They want to take that away from their intelligence, their weaponry system, everything they have now that is so good and then tested good, which is a spoil being given to them. They want to take it away. The nation wants to take it away. How can they do it? By bringing down the defense, the national defense, the IDF. To turn thy hand upon the desolated place that are now inhibited, and upon the people who have gathered out of the nations, who have gotten cattle and good, who have dwelt in the midst of the land. These people have gathered, these Jewish people have gathered from all, from all the nations to Israel now in Jerusalem, which is their capital. And the nation wants to take the spoil, the goods. I also heard about the cattle they have, cattle and goods. The solar, solar intelligence they have, the number one solar panel in the world, a BMA in Israel now. Some company got offended in the United States and around the world because they thought they were more advanced. And there came a rabbi and made a solar panel 80% efficient 
compared to other panel who are 40, 50, and 60%. This rabbi has made it 80% efficient. So all this intelligence that Jewish people have, which come from the Bible, which come from God, the nation wants to take away from them the intelligence they have that they are refusing to sell to the United States and the nation, which they used to sell before 2008. They are now refusing to sell it to the United States and the rest of the world. Now, through pressure through the U.N., they want to take it away. And they thank the word of God. God have mercy. God have mercy. Hallelujah. Verse 14. Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say unto God, say unto Russia, thou said the Lord God, and the, and the day when my people of Israel dwell safely, thou should know it, should not know it. Why would they not know it? Because God is going to destroy them. They're not going to get to see it. <laughs> They're not going to get to see what God is going to do. There are many people that are not going to get to see what God is going to do. We're going to see it from heaven. So there are, there are many who are not going to see it from heaven or neither. Oh, God have mercy. Verse 15. And thou shalt come from thy place out of the north part, thou and many people with thee, and all them riding upon horses, great company, a mighty army. Because they claim they got the best weaponing system and the greater army. They're going to come. Look what they did in Syria, Russia. Within a few months, they made an airport, one of the most advanced airports in the world. One of them, they made it within a few weeks. They made, they made buildings miles long, practically. They say miles long, the people that have saw them. Because even through, through a, a radar system, oh, hallelujah, they're not being able to be detected or, or seen from space. Hallelujah. You cannot see them from space because they can block you from seeing them. They have made mile-long buildings to train soldiers for World War III. When is World War III happening? Why is the Russian preparing millions, half a million of soldiers, or I think it was 200,000 they begin with, to half a million soldiers, to, to train them in Syria in months to prepare for World War III? I didn't know that World War III was going on. Did anybody know that World War II was happening tomorrow or next week? Because Russia was in a rush to get another nation to, to train soldiers for World War III. They are preparing to fight the Jewish people. That's what they're preparing for. Even when they saw that when the, the, the Jewish uh, plane was flying over them to find out what was going on, they kept giving Netanyahu misinformation, the IDF misinformation. They don't want to tell them the truth. They said it was for ISIS, and there was no ISIS. There was no ISIS. Brother Ellie, how do you know this? There was a woman out of Egypt, out of Syria, who escaped from Syria to Egypt, who revealed about these revelations that soldiers of Russia went into her neighborhood in Syria and were paying U.S. dollars to the young men to join into the army that in these buildings that they just have made to train to become the best soldiers of the world with the training of the Russian soldiers in other nations too. This is all happening in Syria, which is being kept secret. No one knows what's happening there. But this woman crossed to, over to Egypt and someone let share her, their info, friends and family share their, their internet connection 
for her to reveal this stuff online. And then the moment that came out in Asia and hit the news, it was sent by nation to capture this woman and shut her up for the information she was releasing, top information. They say she was releasing top information. She says she, she saw U.S. soldier, Russian soldier leaders leading this, saying cash to this young man to join the train for this, for this, for this, for, for this great war that is coming. World War Three, And they... And then she saw in the neighborhood that where there were no people, planes coming, supposedly destroying neighborhoods, and coming out, and those general coming on television saying how they were destroying ISIS, where she said those buildings were empty, no one there. They paid those people to move out, cash dollars, to destroy their neighborhood, and then come the general of Russia to come on television and say that they were destroying, hallelujah, the enemy, ISIS. ISIS is just a state's name, a political name. There's no ISIS. Every time I hear Christians talking about ISIS, they don't know. I, I'm thinking they don't know what they're talking about. There's no ISIS. But it's a nonsense. 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 It's a political name, political game. They are preparing to come against the Jewish people. Exactly what the Word of God says. I believe the Word of God, nothing else. That's it. I don't believe what the media says. It's all lying and deceiving and misleading. Verse 16, and thou shalt come up against my people Israel as a cloud to cover the land, and it shall be in the latter day, in the last day, in the end of days, in the end of time. I will bring thee against my land, that the heathen may know me when I shall be sanctified in the old God before thy eyes. You know, when Moses and Aaron failed and back in Exodus too, uh, hallelujah, in Numbers, to sanctify God through their action, glorify God through their action. When God told them to speak to the, to the hallelujah, to, to speak to the mountain, to the rock, so water will come out. But Moses struck the rock as the anger of the people. God will not please and told Moses, you will not enter the promised land. Aaron did not enter, and God says to Aaron, bring Aaron unto the mountain. Well, he will die. And Moses took Aaron up, if you look it up and read it, and stripped Aaron of his clothes, because Aaron did not sanctify the Lord. Moses and Aaron. Why are so many Jewish people confused today? And they say they come out of the tribe of Aaron, the high priest Aaron, because Aaron and Moses did not sanctify the Lord. Did not give the Lord the glory. They did not give the Lord the glory. And when you don't do something for the glory of God, God will punish you for that. God will not be happy. Everything we do has to be for the glory of God, brothers and sisters. It has to be for the glory. It cannot be for your pleasing, for your glory, for anything else. It has to be for the glory of God. Moses brought Aaron enough and, and struck him out of, his, out, of his, out of his high priest's clothing and put him to Elias or his son. And the moment he did that, Aaron died, brothers and sisters. He just died right there, boom. Out of Moses, he just went, boom, and stripped it out of his clothes. Put it up Elias of the next priest, the next high priest, and Aaron died right there, brothers and sisters. He just died. Why? Because he didn't sanctify the Lord. God did not get the glory, and that's why so many people, how many joy people are confused today. They said Moses, they said Moses as a God. Well, Moses is a God. 
God told Moses, yeah, you, for what you said, you didn't sanctify me before the children of Israel. You were not going to the promised land, God said to him. And Moses died upon the mountain, too. But today, the Jewish people are so confused with what Moses, by what Moses did and what by Aaron did. Because they look at Moses as their God, and they look at Aaron as the high priest. But because they didn't sanctify God, the Jewish people are so confused today. They're going around in circle again. They weren't in circle for 40 years. Now they've been going around in circle for thousands of years. For what Moses and Aaron did, for the disobedience, brothers and sisters. Disobedience. Such a high price. We have to pay for disobedience, brothers and sisters. This is why you and I have to be so careful. We, we can sin, but we can also repent. But disobedience, disobedience is so serious. And we got to take it serious, brothers and sisters. We cannot take it lightly. If you look what Moses and Aaron did, and, and it brought so much confusion later to the Jewish people. They're still confused today. A lot of the priests in Israel say they came, they come out of Aaron according to the to the leaders of Aaron. And, and Moses is their God. I have heard priests say that Moses was set up as a God. Brothers and sisters, they are so confused. When when Moses bound himself to Jesus in the mount and served him. And it was Jesus who kept him and led him. Into the promise land. That's why Moses specifically said, "Speak to the speak to the rock." He had no right to strike the rock, brothers and sisters. No right, absolutely no right. Verse seventeen. Thou said the Lord God, "Are thou he whom I have spoken in all time by my servant the prophet of Israel, who prophesied in those days many years that I will bring thee against them?" It was the Lord. Nebuchadnezzar was a type of Russia. Brothers and sisters. Nebuchadnezzar, Babylon was a type of Russia. So this that spirit of Nebuchadnezzar and those kings, or evil kings, that came against the Jewish people has been around for thousands of years. And that's why Russia economically back in the in the seventies and eighties, their economy should have disappeared after World War Two. But what happened? Why did the economic did not disappear? Because the word of God has to come to pass. Many people after after Russia ended up bankrupt practically after World War II. After the Soviet Union had to come down because they had no money. Everyone thought that that's the end of Russia and their government and all that. But everyone has forgotten the word of God that it's true. And that the word of God will come to pass. And somehow out of nowhere, Russia appeared again. Now look what they are now. The best defense missile in the world. The best weapons and planes in the world. Best carriers in the world. The, the best tanks in the world they're building. And the more they have in secret yet to come, brothers and sisters. The Pentagon says they have the best missiles. Not, not it will be the battle. Praise the Lord. But if I said it years ago and the Lord died before the Pentagon came out and said it, some people doubt it. But when the Pentagon came out and said it, well, I guess Elvie was right. Well, you 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 don't get when I when we read the word and I share to you what is in the word, the word of God has to come to pass. Praise the Lord. So so someone was telling me this lately. Oh, you said something about 
the news and things that were going to come to pass that are coming to pass now, really, that people did not believe it years ago. That's the way it is with people. They just don't believe the word as they should. That's why we need to repent for that. You don't believe the word of God, you have to repent. Because the word of God is the truth, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. The word of God is the truth. You don't doubt the word, you believe it. That's why a lot of people are having problems in their life today. So much problem, so much confusion. Because they don't believe the word. They keep doubting the word. Oh, let's see if it's going to happen. Of course it's going to happen. But you're not believing. That's the problem. Repent your doubt and unbelief. That's not a thought. That's of the devil. That's from the pit of hell, doubt and unbelief. I am telling you, this is serious. This is the problem with people. I just had a man a couple of days write to me. Beloved, I got this doubt about, about this, about this, about the word he was telling me. I wrote back to him. I said, repay your doubt and repay your unbelief. People are writing to me the things that they doubt in the Bible. How can you doubt the word of God? There might be something you don't understand. But some, you're doubting the word of God? You should repent for that. I told him to repent. You need to repent for that. Serious, I told him. I don't take these things lightly. Because the Lord rebuked me several times about doubting and unbelief. So I cannot take it lightly. If Jesus doesn't take it lightly, I'm not going to take it lightly neither. He rebuked me very straight. When he was out, when he was telling me that I needed to walk with him and follow his guiding years ago. I said, yes, Lord, I want to. Praise the Lord. You can't be doubting the word of God. That's a sin. That's a sin. Many creatures are sinning today. They don't even realize. You're doubting the word of God. You're sinning. You are sinning before God. You are offending God. You're offending the Lord. Praise the Lord. You can tell me you've been a Christian for 50, 40 years. It don't matter. You're doubting the word. You're sinning. You're doubting the word of God. You're sinning. Praise the Lord. It's not pleasing to the Lord. Verse 18. And as you come to us at the same time, when God shall come against the land of Israel, said the Lord God, that my fear is you, Come upon my face. To come upon my face. Hallelujah. He's going to get angry. His face is going to turn really red. I see. I heard my father really getting angry. He really gets angry. Praise the Lord. But God says, I shall come to us at that time, at the same time when God, when God rushes up to come against the land of Israel. How much clearer than that you want to? Brother Abby, are you sure that Russia is the one coming against the Jewish people? Read it right there. Ezekiel 38:18. And it should come to pass at the same time when God, Russia, should come against the land of Israel, says the Lord God. Who is saying it? God, why are you doubting it? Repent. Repent for doubting God's word. Says the Lord God that my spirit should come upon my faith. The Bible says that you believe it. Don't go around doubting the word of God and then questioning the word of God without an unbelief, too. Some people questioning without an unbelief. They tell me in the writing, I rebuke them for that. They may get mad at me, I'm sorry, but I rebuke them for that. You don't, you don't, you don't come to talk to me about the word of God, you doubting the word of God. You got to repent first. When you believe the word, then come and talk to me about the word. You're doubting the word. You're going to come and have a conversation with me about the word. That's not going to happen. I'm sorry, but that's not going to happen. 
I am so sorry. And I'm not saying I'm better than you, but we, 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 have to, we have to take position. We have to stand in the word of God. It's taking our position, and I have taken our position, but I believe the word of God, that I'm not going to doubt it. I'm not going to doubt or want to believe the word of God. That's a position that I have taken. You come in a position of doubt and unbelief, and you think we're going to have a conversation about the word? No way. No way, no way, no way. Ah, no way. Since 2012, I have thousands of people come to me. Praise the Lord. That things that we're going to set together with their doubt and their belief and talk about the word of God. And I don't give them a minute or a second. They get mad, they get angry, I'm sorry. But I'm not going to sit there and listen to doubt and unbelief. I'm not going to contaminate my life because they want me to. No, I serve the Lord. I've been clear since I came on the air. Since 2010, 2009, since the YouTube video, I have been clear with everybody. I'm not here to please men. I love my brothers and sisters, and I pray for them. I'm here to please the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm here to serve the Lord. If the Lord did not want me to be on the air anymore, I would have been out of the air years ago. I would have just been out. The Lord would have said to me, my son, I want you out of the radio. Okay, Lord, boom. Goodbye, everyone. No more Lord Tower. I would have closed it down a long time ago. That's it. I'm here because the Lord wants me here. Even when I asked the Lord that I wanted to close down the Lord Tower, the Lord spoke to me and said, no, my servant, you stay there where I want you to be, preaching my word. Yes, Lord, I will stay. I'm not here to please anyone. I'm here to please the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Some people have misunderstand. What the Lord had me doing here, praise the Lord, that's what it is. But the Lord wants me here preaching his word, teaching his word, because he's preparing the people for the righteous, he told me. Thank you, Lord. But in the moment he tells me, you all, I'm out of here. I'm serving the Lord. I want to go to heaven and please the Lord. Verse 19. For in my jealousy, said the Lord, in my jealousy, and in the fire of my wrath, I have spoken. Surely on that day there should be a great shaking in the land of Israel. He's talking about an earthquake. When they, when this army are coming and surround the land of Israel, and they take all, we're going to take them by force now. We got, we got them, Russia, United States, and the rest of the world, all together through the U.S. When they think they got, they got the Jewish people surrounded them, easy to get over them and hold them captive, there comes the Lord from the mightier earthquake they ever seen in their life. Praise the Lord, like the one in the wilderness that the earth opened up and swallowed the people like the hell. A great shaking in the land of Israel. All the land shaking like a drunken. And all, 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 the, all, the, all, the, all the heavy duty tanks falling in the side of the crack of the hole. And all the plane, not, they're not able to fly them. Because all the upwards are broken up and all the valleys are broken and all that. And they say, what are we going to do now? This is not normal. This was not supposed to happen. This never happened before. We're not able to fly the plan to move our tanks now. I guess it's horses and camels. It's what we have to, to go over there. That's what the prophet Ezekiel saw. The great army, horses, with horsemen. They have to leave all the tanks and, and planes behind because they cannot fly the plane or, or move the tanks. They're going to have to get a horses and camels. I thank you, Lord. God knows what he's doing. He's in the throne. He 
He's at the throne, brothers and sisters. He knows what he's doing. Thank you, Jesus. He knows exactly what he's doing. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 21, I will call for a sword against him through all my all my mountains, says the Lord God. Every sword to be against his brother. Praise the Lord. They're going to get so confused, like in the time of Gideon, when the Lord Jesus led Gideon to defeat his enemy. And all the men got all confused and killed themselves with their own sword. Same thing the Lord is going to do to the Antichrist, United States, Russia, and all the army. They're going to kill themselves with their own weapons when they go against the Jewish people. They're going to kill themselves with their own weapons. They're going to wear a heavy-duty armor of all sorts, as uh, Ezekiel. But their own bullet can go through their own armor, so they're going to kill themselves. Hallelujah. And with their chemical weapons, they're going to kill themselves. Every man's sword shall be against his brother. Praise the Lord. Their own weapons will be against himself. Verse 22, and I will plead against him with a pestilence. There you go. Pestilence with blood. With blood. I will rain upon him, upon his troop, upon many people that are with him, and overflowing rain, and great hailstone of fire and brimstone. He got them ready, says in, in, in the book of Job. The hailstone he has ready, said Job, for the day of battle. The hailstones are ready in the cloud, brothers and sisters. They are ready. The hailstones, the meteors, by billions and trillions, are ready in the cloud, in space, for the day of battle, said Job, in the book of Job. The hailstone he has prepared. God is going to rain it upon them in the month of his birth. They're not going to escape. They're all going to be killed and destroyed, brothers and sisters. More tomorrow night, brothers and sisters. Do not miss the Lord's hour tomorrow night. I am going to bring a lot more. God willing. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going, God willing, to bring more and share more out of the Word of God. Thank you, Lord. Because I know these teachings are being a blessing to God's people. Thank you, Lord. And I want to be obedient to continue to bring God's Word. And it's plain it to everyone. So shalom, shalom. And um, soon as I, ta- I start telling you why I'm so happy, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Um, praise Jesus, hallelujah. You will know why, and you will understand too, hallelujah. I have Sister Levy on the line. I want to welcome her to the Lord Tower. Sister Levy, you there? Yes, hi, everyone. Um, hope everyone had a good Mother's Day, and praise God for another day. Amen. Thank you so much Praise for inviting Jesus. me. Thank you, Sister for coming on. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, it's been a really battle day. You know, it, 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 there, are, there are some days that God allow all these things to, to happen in our life. For us, for our faith to be tested. For us to be tested. Hallelujah. And it's, and it's you know, we say it's one of the worst days, but it's not really. When you're trusting on the Lord and you know he's in the throne and you know he's in control of everything. And so sometimes he allows the devil and his demon to harass us in different ways. And it all ha- it has to be this way. It has to be this way. Our faith has to be tested. We just don't like it. We just don't like it. And we can sit there and we can complain all day long. Hallelujah. But it, this is the way it has to be. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. 
Praise God. Now, last night, I was taken to the millennium again. And I, you know, I, I was shown, I, there were things said to me that, that blew me out of my uh, seat, <laughs> blew me out of my mind, hallelujah, which I'm going to share tonight, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And please be patient with me. I, I have to remember all this information. It was told to me, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And <laughs> Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Um, I know God is going to touch people tonight. I know that um, my whole body was shaking this morning when I was brought back. And hallelujah. And, and I was shaking because the presence of the Lord was, was so powerful over my body that I was shaking completely. My stomach, everything was, was a mess. I was a mess under the anointing and power of Almighty God. Hallelujah. And so praise Jesus, hallelujah. But it was so awesome at the same time. Hallelujah. That's what you want. That's what you want. You want to be under, uh, under the presence of the Almighty, and, and you, you want to be with him. You want him to be talking to you. And so he was talking to me, hallelujah, and which I'm going to share tonight. And so please be patient. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into the Word, in and out, and I'm going to go ahead and share what was being given to me last night, hallelujah. You know, I had told people, I, I, I don't like to say the Holy Spirit told me this or told me that, hallelujah. But it, it, in some occasion, I have to say it when he says something, hallelujah. I like to say the Lord, hallelujah, because anyway, the Lord is the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. And, and so, you know, I, I tend to, to be careful what I say about the Holy Spirit, but I can tell you I love the Holy Spirit and uh, we have a wonderful relationship. He, for sure, he he is God, and, and and he is wonderful. He is loving, and caring, and he is the best guide you and I can ever have. I'm telling you, we want to be guided by the Holy Spirit and everything. Hallelujah! In our walk, in our daily walk, in in everything that that the Bible says, we should ask the Holy Spirit. His guiding is so essential in our life. And our walk with God, his guiding is so essential. And so they are shalom sister Amy, hallelujah. And so we, we want to walk with the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters, especially with the bride of Christ in this last day before we go home. We, we for sure want to walk with the Holy Spirit. We want to make sure that, that we are guided by him. And in and, 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 and any way he chooses to, to talk to us, uh, let it be audible. Let let it be through through gifts, dreams, or vision. Um, last night I had a, a Bible study. Hallelujah. Uh, a Bible study about the about dreams and ambition and the gifts. And I went right through Genesis to Revelation, just talking about gifts, ambition, and the important that when the Lord chooses to speak to us through a dream or a vision. We believe God, and we receive his message. And I show the people how it, through, right through Abraham, right down to the Apostle John in Revelation, um, they were spoken by God through dreams and visions. Hallelujah. And they receive it. They did not question the dream of the vision. They did not say, I better pray about this one. And, and I'm going to try to see if this is of God. Why did they receive the message? I'm going to tell you why. 
Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you why. Because at the same time God spoke to them through the vision of the dreams and gave them in the vision a revelation or in the dream a revelation, which is, is biblical and is possible, they, they got the confirmation right when they got the dream, right when they got the vision. They got the confirmation from the Holy Spirit of God. God confirmed to their spirit, hallelujah, that he was speaking to them to the dream or the vision. So they, hallelujah, they received the message. They did not doubt the message or say, I better pray about this one. Hallelujah. They just receive it. And so faith in God is, is the foundation of our Christian walk with God, of our life. A walk with God must be a faithful, hallelujah, a faith-based walk. The just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. And that is so important, brothers and sisters. As we go ahead and share the vision and revelation of the Lord, we have to uh, um, make sure faith is the foundation of anything we say. Hallelujah. Or oh, the enemy can steal our blessing. I was able to look that up last night in the Bible and share with the brothers and sisters. The enemy, when you don't receive the word by faith, Hallelujah, you lose your blessing that God has for you. Because if God is speaking to you the way he chooses to, we must believe him and receive his word in Jesus' name. And so that is very, very important. Hallelujah, very important. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God is so good. Hallelujah. Second uh, Peter 3 says, Hallelujah, the promise of the Lord coming. It says, that Now, beloved, verse 1, Hallelujah. This is now, beloved, the second letter I'm writing to you, and then I'm trying to uh, around your sincere intention by the reminding you that you should remember the words spoken in the past by the holy prophet and, and the commandments of the Lord and Savior spoken through the apostle. For all, for all must, uh, must understand this, that in the last days, coffer comes, coughing and uh, indulging their own lusts, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For ever since our ancestors died, all the things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. They deliberately ignore the fact that by the word of God, heaven existed long ago, and earth was formed out of the water by means of water, through which the world, hallelujah, of the time was deluded, deluded with water and perished, Hallelujah, in the times of Noah, we know that, but by the same word, the present heavens and earth has been reserved for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the godless. All this ch chapter here from verse 1 to verse 7 starts from Genesis and end up in Revelation, destruction. He just, he, he did a summary uh, a spiritual summary, spiritual revelation summary of the whole earth since it was created until the day it will be destroyed. Of the godless, the devil, the demon, everything, hallelujah, that don't serve God. He just summarized all in this simple word. God, God is just so amazing. <laughs> he is so powerful, hallelujah. He is so good. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And so last night, this morning, uh, one, two o'clock in the morning, I was taken into the millennium. Hallelujah. Immediately when I got there, 
the Holy Spirit, I, I asked, immediately I got there. I, I, had no, I did not know why, but I immediately went to the Lord and said, Lord, uh, um, you know, I was praying to the Lord in there. And so immediately the Holy Spirit spoke and said, you're going to your grandmother's house. Hallelujah. And so take in mind that now the millennium, the whole earth, there's no sea in between. Other countries are one. They're all put together. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Jesus has come at the end of the seven-year tribulation, has finished everything, and has started, has made everything new, just like his word says. I made everything new. Hallelujah. And so that's the most beautiful thing there is. Everything will be new in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so as I'm there, that those are the words the Holy Spirit speaks to me in an audible voice. I, can, I heard him clearly. And so I knew it was him. That was the answer of the Lord through the Holy Spirit to me. And so as I'm walking forward, hallelujah, I start encountering all these, all these different things in my way, which, you know, back, back in the island, there's this road that leads to my grandmother's house, which I... I've been there hundreds of times, I could say. And, and so now in the millennium, everything is completely different. I, I know I'm in the same road, going to my grandmother's house. Hallelujah. But in the millennium, where, where there's houses and mansions everywhere, and, and there were no mansions and houses back then, back, back in this time. The, that, that was only farmland and all kinds of things. They see the two or three houses within a five to six mile from, from that road to my grandmother's house. And so I remember I was walking. Hallelujah. And so it was, it, I could call this the walk of God. It was the walk of God. There was so much revealed to me in that walk of, that I was blown away. Hallelujah. And so one of the things I noticed is I, I looked at a different mansion. I know I was going, I, I was in the road to my grandmother's house. But I, as I was walking on the sidewalk, I will, I will have to enter these mansions, hallelujah, which different mansions, which i seen children playing. And so in my mind is, I don't remember seeing these things, you know? Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And I'm like, I don't remember seeing these things. But then I, as I approached a, a, a child no more than six years old, I said to the child, um, I, I would like to know, you know, I'm seeing the child, and I'm thinking of myself, maybe the parents are here. So let me go ahead and ask this child if, if I can talk to her mother or her father. Hallelujah. And so as I asked this child, is anyone else here? And, and she right away looked at me and said, um, you're not lost. You're not lost. And I said, well, I've been here hundreds of times, and I'm, I'm going to my grandmother's house, and I know this is wrong. And she said, yeah, you're on the right, you're on the right path. You're on the right road, hallelujah. And, and she looked at me, and when I saw her eyes, she looked like very smart. I don't know, somehow it was a child, hallelujah, but it, it must have been someone very old, but now it's a child. That, that's the way I can describe this child, hallelujah. And he, she says to me, don't worry, God, God is with you, you're not going to get lost. Hallelujah. And I said, well, okay. I just want to get to my grandmother's house. I, I had this strong desire to go there. Hallelujah. And so 
I, I, I continued looking at all the children, children, and they were playing. But my eyes, my understanding was open to God. And now I understood that each of those children were playing. But at the same time as they were playing, God was speaking to them. Hallelujah. It, it, it looks like it was necessary for them to play. Hallelujah. But at the same time, as they were playing, God was speaking to them. God was teaching them. Then when I looked in, when I looked where I was, I looked that there was a school. And this was part of the playground of the school. Hallelujah. And I noticed the oldest children was playing, running back and forward. And I'm looking for the teacher of the school. And I'm like, Where, where's the adult? How can these children be left alone in this place just to play, just for them to play around? And so where's the adult? That was my, my human thinking. Who's watching for them? Hallelujah. And so as I was looking for these children, again, um, I, I'm going to tell you person that I know, not necessarily the children that I knew, but I knew that, that what was being revealed to me, these children were playing, and God was teaching them. The Lord was teaching them. Hallelujah. About life, they were growing with God. God was, was communicating with them. They were in school. Hallelujah. Whoever was the parent, they would drop up in school. And, and so they, their parents knew that God was teaching them. That's what I can tell you about this. God was teaching these children. Hallelujah. And so uh, the child, the little girl t said to me, uh, you don't need to worry about where you're going. You're not gonna get lost. You're not gonna get lost, because God is with you. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. God is with you. Hallelujah. And, and so one one of the things that I asked the Lord to take me there, I asked Him to take me there in my body. And when you're when you're in the body in the future, your body tends to 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 not understand. Hallelujah. To to kind of get disoriented. And let me explain that. When you go out to a city, a place, or anywhere, and you find out that you are lost, okay, there's a lot of things going through your head, and it could be a migraine headache or all kinds of things going in you, going in your head. And you start thinking, my goodness, how am I going to get out of this? I'm lost. I don't have a map. I don't have a GPS. And so you get all disoriented, and it's you're a mess. You're a mess. But that's how I, my body felt over there. It is fine going in the spirit, but when you are in the body, it is a complete different thing. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so I, you know, it, my body did not feel comfortable not knowing where I was. But in my spirit, I had total peace, total peace of God, that God was in control, that I was heading the right way, Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And somehow, then everything was going to be fine. That's all I had. I had total peace in me that everything was going to be fine, that God was, God was in control. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So I continue going, moving forward, walking forward. In order to sign, I seen someone here. Uh, her name is, is, is Light, Luz in Spanish. We call her Luz, Light. And, and I knew this woman. She, when I met this woman, she was a 26, she was 26 year into the Jehovah Witness religion. Okay, and, and so 
We were friends at work because I told her that I also was a Jehovah Witness for a little while. And and, and so, you know, somehow, uh, but I told her now that I was a Christian and that I served God and, and all that. Hallelujah. And I, you know, I tried to share with her how God had changed, well, I did, how God had changed my life. Hallelujah. And, and I, was, I did not believe in the Jehovah Witness religion anymore. So she wasn't so comfortable with that. But a break time sometime, a long time, hallelujah, we would talk. We would just talk. Hallelujah. She would ask me questions. She would try to convince me there. And I would tell her right through the Bible what the Bible said when we would talk about all these things. And so somehow God was using me, hallelujah, to, to save her. That, that's my understanding. And so now I see this woman in the millennium. She's got to be over 30-something plus year now. She moved from Massachusetts to Florida. I remember her telling us that she bought a property over there, and her her, her family was going over there to move over there many years ago, seven or eight years ago or even more. And so we were very sad about it, but okay. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so this woman, I remember that at one time, I remember I had no money to eat that week. But I still had to go to work, and God wanted me to fast. Hallelujah. And, and so I, I agree with God that that week I would fast to 12 o'clock noon, but then at 12 o'clock noon I would have to eat something because I was working hard. I was doing heavy lifting and all that. So I needed some food in my body. But God wanted me to fast five, five days this way. Hallelujah. And, and so just to eat up, um, about uh, around 12 noon. Hallelujah. And so um, I had no money to buy any food that week, no money in the bank, nothing. God, the Lord somehow touched this woman. In the middle of the night, he would not let her sleep, okay, it, to, for her to prepare food for me, to bring it at noon to work, to feed me. Hallelujah. And so whatever the Lord was doing in this woman's life, he was using me to do it. Hallelujah. But I was going through a very difficult uh, timing in my life, and this is why when we say, brothers and sisters, we got to trust the Lord. We truly have to trust the Lord, because like he says to me in heaven, right standing in front of me, the Holy Spirit was beside him. Other time I see an angel beside the Lord Jesus. He was looking to my eyes. I was looking to his eyes. Jesus says to me, he said, trust me. I am in control. I'm in total control on earth and in heaven. Total control, total. I'm in control. Not the devil, like some of you believe, or like a lot of you believe. Not the devil, but I'm in total control on earth. He said, look into my eyes. Seriously, Jesus would look into my eyes. Send this to me in heaven. He is in total control of earth and heaven. The Father has given him all authority in heaven and on earth, brothers and sisters. And we can believe that. And he showed me the devil's throne. He showed me the devil in his throne doing all his evil, his work. And he said, look, so you know that I'm in total control. Right from heaven, show me the throne of Satan and all the demons and everything that was going on with the enemy. He showed me and showed me he was in total control down here. Nothing can happen. Hallelujah. Nothing can go against as well. Satan cannot go against as well. He doesn't have the power. He doesn't have the authority. He is allowed to do certain things. But that's it. Don't, no, don't misunderstand, because a lot of people, there's a lot of evil in the world, 
they, they don't seem to believe that God is in control, but, but he is. Certain thing has to be allowed because man has the freedom of choice. Hallelujah. You got the freedom of choice. And, and, and so we have the freedom of choice to make our own choice, our own decision. Hallelujah. And God is not going to overcome your will. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, unless you have submitted your will to him, which is very different. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. God is so good. Shalom there. Hallelujah. Elaine, hallelujah. Shalom. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so, um, as I see myself walking, I seen this woman lose. Now she's saved in the millennium. I knew she was, as I looked at her, what the Lord was giving me about her is that she was slain for Jesus in the millennium. She was killed for the Lord in the millennium. She gave her life for Jesus. Hallelujah. And now she was in the millennium saved. And that, oh, that bewildered me because I was like, my goodness, the plans of God. The, this woman is over 30 years, hallelujah, as a Jehovah Witnesses. She knows the Bible. She's a great teacher of the word. But she only believes as a Jehovah Witness. And she gave her life for Jesus in the tribulation. Hallelujah. They, she let them cut her hair for Jesus. Hallelujah. How did the Lord God to believe? I don't know. I don't know. But I know he used me many years to touch her life and, hallelujah, and touch her heart. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so God is the one, hallelujah, who saves. He is the one who can save anyone. No matter how deep you see someone in any other religion, just pray for them. Pray for them and believe that the Lord will save them. And so I saw this woman loose, and I'm like, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Now, there's another woman, there's another brother that i seen. I know he was a Christian for many years, but he's backslided. He's, he, he's in the world now. I witnessed to him many times about the Lord. But he, he's in, he was in the world. His wife was in the world. They were both raised in church and all that. And one day, once they turned like 21, 22, they, went, they backslided to the world, and that's it. They're into sin and all that. Hallelujah. But now somehow also, when, the Lord, when I looked at him, I, I, I couldn't believe what I would see. But I have to believe it because everything is possible with God. And so, hallelujah, I could see him. Hallelujah. And, and I, I said, man, this is, this is the guy that I used to work with. He was saved. And when I looked at his life, I knew he also gave his life for Jesus in the tribulation. He was killed for Jesus. Hallelujah. Another mystery of God. Another mystery of God. Brothers and sisters, God is going to save so many people in this tribulation Families, your, your family member, if they're not safe now and you're praying for them, you can be sure you're going to see them in the millennium. The Lord is going to save them. What do you think about this, Sister Levy? Amen. God is so awesome. Oh, my God. It's so, I just wanted to cry when you told me about the children. and Because before I had my son, you know, I had, I think I, I had a miscarriage. And one evening, you know, I heard, a voice saying, Mom, you know, to me, like, crying out, you know. And I, I woke up, and I thought it was my daughter, Jessica. But, you know, she's like, oh, no, you know, she was sleeping. So, I'm, you know, I'm praying to God that I do have a daughter or a son in heaven. So, praise God. Mm, Just, it's praise so beautiful the, the way you were explaining yeah. the little kids. And oh, yes, they look so beautiful. Our God is so awesome. And 
They were dressed. Yes, we so do. Beautiful. We need to pray for our loved ones here, and you know, some, some, most of them are not saved, and I know in my family too, and yes, you I'm know, the only one that's really close to God, and amen. it's just so sad, but God so, is good, that, and you know, we have to trust in, in Him. And Larry, you can be sure that that baby is in heaven. None of them are lost. Amen. That was also told to me by the Lord when we lost three, and I was like, oh man, oh man, I was so worked out about it. And I remember the Lord taking me to heaven and seeing my 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 daughter Genesis. She was four years old in heaven, wow. and, and she had died just in a couple of months before the Lord took me up there. And and I was shocked. And the Lord says, "None are lost. None are lost. I take care of them all. I keep them all. Hallelujah! And they are protected. They're mine." That's what he said. They're his. That's so good. Oh, thank you, Jesus. They're his. They're his. They're his babies. That's why he is so serious for them, because they're his babies. So he protects them so much. Hallelujah. So none of them are lost. Hallelujah. And the, the blessing they have, they grow up in heaven, and they are taught by the angel. And Jesus visits them every day and kisses them on the cheek, and it's so wonderful. So wonderful. Imagine to see Jesus every day. Those babies has that privilege. You and I don't see them every day, but those baby has a privilege. Hallelujah. Oh, God is so good. Hallelujah. And so I looked at all of them, and God was speaking to them. Hallelujah. And it was it was mind-blowing, mind-blowing. Hallelujah. And so then someone coming hands, hands me a key. This, this part is funny now. Someone hands me a key for a truck. I looked outside, and I see a truck. I said, look, a truck. And so I knew I was supposed to get into that truck in that truck and drive to my grandmother's house. As I get into the truck, I noticed that the, the it was the most comfortable truck I ever drove. It was brand new, brand spanking new. I, I, could, I could see brand new. But I, when I get inside the truck, uh, the truck seems to be standard. Hallelujah. Manual. Some people say manual. Stick. Hallelujah. And I, I don't remember the last time I drove steak, and I'm like, I'm, I'm used to driving automatic, you know. Just put in that on dry and go. And now we're, about, hallelujah, changing uh, gear and not, not all that. Shifting gear. And so I'm like, okay, I remember driving steak before, so I'm going to go try to get used to driving this and that. But I noticed that I, I didn't need to. Yes, it looks all like that. Hallelujah. But I noticed I didn't need to change gear or nothing. And so all I did was put on the key, and the truck started driving itself. Now I'm like, and so um, I'm still, I, I got my hand on, on the wheel, hallelujah, and I'm, I know I'm driving. But I also noticed, hallelujah, that the truck is driving itself too. This technology, we don't know. We don't have this kind of technology now. And so, as I'm driving the truck, I'm going through these rough trees. There were holes and puddles everywhere. And I noticed there were trees right in the middle of, of the street. And the truck could go over them, can jump over them. And, and the drive was so comfortable. How do they make this technology? I don't know. But when the truck noticed that I, that I had no control, the truck, the truck has the control then. Took the control and they were driving themselves. And I'm like, um, <laughs> it looks like the truck was alive. That's the word. That's the word. 
It looks like the truck was some kind of technology. That we, it's, it's, I, let me tell you this. I knew it was millions of years ahead of us, this technology. Millions of years ahead of us. That's all I can tell you about this technology. How, I was being blown away by the technology. Okay? The truck knew I didn't know what to do. He, he took care of the problem. He dropped himself over the tree that were on the floor. Hallelujah. And now I'm like, oh, man. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. And so I'm looking at the inside, how beautiful it was made. It looks like a, a, a one of these private yet, this private jet, but at the same time it was a truck. And it looks like you fit, you can fit the whole family, 8 or 12, in the truck comfortably. You're like, how do they make this, these things like, so comfortable and, and the seawall around the truck? Not, not, not like the way we have it here. Only the driver's seat would, would ride to the gear, but then, hallelujah, every, all the seats were so comfortable. Hallelujah. And I noticed there were some rivers that I have to go through. And so for the truck, there was no problem. He could drive through water and not shut up or anything, not lose power. And, and I'm there. I'm trying this technology. Hallelujah. And this thing could go through water and cannot die. I noticed the truck did not need a gas neither. It, it seems like you can go, you can drive these things a thousand years and you don't have to stop for gas. Okay, because it doesn't need gas. It, 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 mind-blowing. My, mind And this technology is available to God's people in the millennium. Hallelujah. It's available. Hallelujah. And so, uh, one thing about the kids, let me go back to it. Hallelujah. I think I went ahead too forward, too fast. I noticed that as I was talking to the children, they're, they're intelligent. They're so smart with God's wisdom and all that. Hallelujah. That no no scientist, none here can ever approach in thousands a year to one of one of, to the knowledge of these children. Or maybe millions. They're so smart. Hallelujah. Just so smart these children are. Because they're learning straight from God. Hallelujah. It, praise Jesus and God can talk to them. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so what amazed me was that they had direct communication with God. And, and I didn't know this about the millennium. But as this was revealed to me last night. Down here, when, we, when Jesus made this earth new and other countries are together, and I won the millennium again, let me tell you something. We're going to have direct communication with the Father. It, and, and the Father blew, blew me up with this because I didn't know this. I did not know this. We're going to have direct communication with the Father. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. The Father is going to teach us, and, and, and it made sense to me when the Father, the Lord did reveal this to me, because the Bible says clearly that the Father and the sons are one. And so Jesus is in Jerusalem, hallelujah. He, he's in total control from Jerusalem and from heaven. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so the Father also... It's teaching us down here. It's teaching the children. Everyone in the millennium is learning straight from the Father. All wisdom from God, all revelation that we need, it comes straight from the Father, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And that, that, I was like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. 
And so at the same time, I was dealing with my body who was not comfortable not knowing where it was or where or, uh, it was comfortable knowing where it was going, but not comfortable where it was. I was going through all these buildings and places, houses, majority of houses, and I'm talking to children, to people. They're intelligent. It's way beyond ours down here. We have so much to learn, brothers and sisters. They got direct communication with God. Their knowledge, it's forget about it. Those people are coming from heaven. That are that are already thousands of years old, hundreds of years old. They they they're so smart. They got so much knowledge from God, and they they're years ahead of you and I. Thousands and millions of years ahead of ahead of you and I, who are down here, brothers and sisters. We we had so much to learn about God. So 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 much. Well, the whole deal was that I seen how smart they were. I seen their intelligence and all that. I could discern all that. Hallelujah. And I, I started thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hallelujah. It, 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 God has to be directly involved with them. Then I looked up. It occurred to me. It just occurred to me to look up. And I see the Father in his throne. The Father in that midst of the light in his throne looking at me and smiling. Oh my God. I knew it was the Father. I knew it, it it has to be him. It has to be him. Hallelujah. He 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 looked at me, he was in total control of everything on earth in the millennium. He is in total control. Your future, my future, the father is in total control. And I looked at him and I was like, Oh man, oh man, now I understand. The father was looking at me and as I looked at the father and looked at the people and all that, I said, Oh, they're learning directly from the Father. You can see the Father in his throne right from the millennium. That was mind-blowing to me. I, I have to come back and go into the Bible about this. Hallelujah. It was mind-blowing that you can look to the, to, from the millennium to heaven. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. It, and you can see the Father. Now, let me tell you something that, that, that I was taught by the Father. This is why when we are taking in the rapture, the apostle Paul tells the Corinthian now that this body must be transformed. We must get a glorified body because this body that we have is limited to where we are. It's limited to where we're living now. It's a fallen body. It's a fallen vessel. It cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Flesh and bone cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. That's why it says so clear. Hallelujah. And so we have to get a new body that is able to withstand all the knowledge, hallelujah, that God is going to, uh, hallelujah, release into our life and the life that God wants us to live too. The body that we're going to get, we don't have to eat. Hallelujah. We don't have to eat in that new body that we're going to get. You can just go on for days and days and months and not worry about eating. Now we'll worry about going to the bathroom or anything. Wow. You just focus on learning. You can go for days without sleeping too. Tell you, which this body cannot do. It cannot do. So this is why this body can never inherit the kingdom of heaven. Brothers and sisters, and that was mind-blowing to me. Amen. Hallelujah. He, he praise Jesus, hallelujah. God is just, is just so amazing. So amazing, hallelujah. You know, 
The only time I know we will have to go to the bathroom and eat, that's when we sin. Because our, our glorified body becomes fallen again. Hello, just like it happened to Adam and Eve, brothers and sisters. Got to keep that in mind. Hello, that's when you need to sleep. That's when you need to eat. When we, when we sin. Hallelujah. And so that heavenly body has to be given to us. God will give us that heavenly body in order for us to function in heaven and for us to function in the millennium. Because Jesus will be in Jerusalem in the millennium. He will, he will rule in Jerusalem from the, uh, the, the, the earth from, the, from, from Jerusalem. Hallelujah. And he has a glorified body. We're all going to get a glorified body. And then we can withstand and do the will of God as God wants us to do it. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. But the millennium, brothers and sisters, is going to be wonderful. We're going to be able to talk to the Father, and we're going to be able to see the Father right from the millennium because we will have no sin. Hallelujah. We will be holy as Jesus is. That's why we're going home in the rapture. And in the rapture, as, as, we, as we go home holy, that's why Jesus requires holiness for you and I, so we can go and be with the Father. We can see the Father. Remember, I saw two Thomas that die a few days, of, uh, not even a month ago now, and she's already in the throne of God. She's already looking at the Father. Not everyone has the privilege, but our sister Chutama was so holy in her work with the Lord, with God, hallelujah, that she was under the blood constantly, that she was taken up there. And when I mean under the blood, she was in constant repenting, constant daily repenting. As much as you need it daily, brothers and sisters, hallelujah. So that's important, brothers and sisters, that we stay in constant repenting. And when we stay in constant repenting, we stay on daily cleansing under the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me tell you how two times I used to do some prayer uh, for someone or, or anyone. She would say, uh, uh, or I, she would say to the Lord, Lord, I come, on, uh, I come under your blood. I pray to you under your blood. How many that say those things? How many, say, how many of you say to the Lord, I pray to you under the blood? Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, Lord. That is a powerful prayer. When you can pray for someone under the blood of Jesus, when you say, Lord, I pray for California under the blood of Jesus. I pray under the blood of Jesus that every soul in California will, will, be, will be saved. Now, when you pray under the blood, this is what happens. Satan cannot come against you because you're praying it under the blood. How do you like that one? How do you like that? Hallelujah. You're praying it under the blood. The blood is between you and Satan now. Hallelujah. Between anyone that accuses you, you're praying it under the blood. You're praying for the salvation. If you pray for the salvation of your family under the blood, what's between you and them is the blood. But between, what is between them and God is the blood. And you want the blood to be between you and God. You want the blood of Jesus. That cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And so two times, this is the way she prayed all her life. The Lord taught her to pray this way. And when we learned this from two times, I was like, oh, man. Oh, man, oh, man. No wonder she has a, a closeness with the Lord. Hallelujah. Because if you can pray under the blood, that, br that brings you even closer to God. Hallelujah. Because you, you are claiming the power of the blood of Jesus. You're praying it under the blood. And in the moment you say, Lord, I pray under your blood to you, or Father, I pray to you under the blood, or you say, I pray for, for these people under the blood, or my family under the blood, the Father sees you under his blood of Jesus. And how do you think you look under the blood? Holy. You look holy under the blood of Jesus. 
Hallelujah. If you're under the blood, there's no accusation against you. There's no accusation. The devil, if you pray constantly, you repent constantly, and you're constantly and repenting of your sin they, every day as much as you need a day, when, when you sin and you immediately repent and you're under the blood, and the devil wants to go accuse you before God, guess what? No accusation can come against you. None. Because you're under the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. And if you're under the blood, you're holy. You're pure. You're righteous. There's nothing to be pointed to. Hallelujah. There's nothing to be pointed to because the blood cleanses you. Hallelujah. Of all sin, of all unrighteousness. So the devil cannot accuse you of anything. And he, he will not waste the Lord's time neither. The Lord will neither listen to his accusation. And he's the accuser of the brethren. So learn your right. Hallelujah. That God has given under the blood of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, even listen to this. Listen carefully to this. Even the high priest will not go and do prayer for the people, which he had to do every every year when he went to do sacrifice for the sin of the people. Okay? The high priest will first offer the blood of the animal. He will first put everything under the blood before he will approach God. Hallelujah. Imagine the importance of the blood. And some of us just come and say, Oh, Father, oh, Lord, and we just come pray. And we forget the blood. When the priest never, never forgot the blood, he has to do exactly as God told him, this is the way God wanted them to do, read Leviticus. He has to offer the blood first for himself before he can go and do it for the rest of the people. So he was constantly under the blood. Hallelujah. And so when the high priest did not do what they were supposed to do, hallelujah, do you know what happened? God killed them. He just killed them. But now we say we are under grace. But what comes to grace? The blood. The blood. The blood of Jesus that is holy, that is pure. Hallelujah. There is a witness in the throne of God. You know that God has shown this brother that right in the throne of God, there's a fountain of blood running all the time. Okay? What is the blood? That blood is the holy blood of Jesus. Okay? That God has a fountain right near his throne. Okay? That the Father can see. He can see this blood running all the time in that fountain of God. Why is, hallelujah, the blood of Jesus constantly in the mind of God, in the sight of God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because the God, blood of Jesus was offered of someone who has no sin. It's holy. It's pure. This is why we need to know the power of the blood. The power of the blood. The blood is so powerful. Hallelujah. Because that new covenant was under that blood. Everything that Jesus offered himself under the blood to God. Hallelujah. The blood is so powerful. I don't know if you understand the power of the blood of Jesus. God, hallelujah, to God, the blood of his son is so holy and so pure. Hallelujah. And so when we learn, two Thomas knew the power of the blood. That's why she always prayed under the blood. She always, she said, hallelujah, to us that on the phone that she always goes to God under the blood, to the Lord in prayer, under the blood of Jesus. Always. Hallelujah. And now, now you know why the Lord visited her so many times. And she saw the Lord almost every day in her house coming to visit her 
Hallelujah. Literally, she saw him. Hallelujah. Why? Praise Jesus. She was not praying always under the blood. She understood the power of the blood. Don't you pray for anyone. Hallelujah. Unless you pray under the blood. First say, Lord, I pray under the blood for this person or that person. Always put the blood first. That's how Thomas prayed. If you want to know that secret. The Lord gave her that. The Lord Jesus gave that to her on how to pray. She asked the Lord, and the Lord said, pray under my blood. Hallelujah. Oh, man, oh, man. The Lord is so happy I'm giving you this. Hallelujah. Holy people of God, take this. Take this to heart. Take this to heart. The Lord loves this. He loves this. Hallelujah. It's blood to him. It is so important. So, so important. You know, some people find out that when a person is demon possessed, uh, hallelujah, they just go ahead and apply the blood of Jesus. I say, I claim the blood of Jesus over this person right now. And they notice that the demon leaves crying right away. The demon cannot stand the blood. The devil cannot stand the blood. Hallelujah. Blood is so powerful. It's so powerful. Hallelujah. And we, the bride of Christ, don't, don't use the blood much. Don't claim the blood of Jesus much. We better start. We better start. It's powerful. The blood of Jesus is very, very powerful, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And God will do mighty, mighty things. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so staying and repenting is also staying under the blood. Hallelujah. When you repent when you repent a lot, you're always under the blood. And that blood is cleansing you for no sin because you're repenting. And the blood of Jesus immediately goes into action and cleanses you. That's the blood, hallelujah, that, that, that was put out down on the Calvary. And that blood, that's the job. Right, correct. Hallelujah. And God can see you. God can talk to you. Hallelujah. And so I was amazed that I'd seen the Father. Hallelujah. The Father is so awesome. But then well, as I went into the Word, I understood, hallelujah, that, that, that the Father, hallelujah, is working with the Son. It's one. God is one. Revelation 1 says, I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. Hallelujah. So Jesus also represents himself, the Almighty. Hallelujah. Uh, Revelation 4 says, In each of the four living uh, beings has, has six wind above him, and they, and they, they were full of eyes for them. They rested not day or night, saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come. This is why I told you the Yeshua, hallelujah, Yeshua, we, we don't have a 10% revelation of Jesus. We don't have a 10% revelation of Jesus yet. And where we, look where we are. We're going home with God, with the Lord. And we, we don't have a 10% revelation of Jesus yet. We have focused on so many other things and said the Son of God. Hallelujah. And so, uh, ask the Lord to ask the Father to give you a, a revelation of Jesus. Believe me, when I ask this of the Lord, to ask the Father, the Father gave me a revelation of Jesus, I was blown away. There is so much we need to know about Jesus. Hallelujah. So much. So much. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. But look, he identified himself as the Almighty. 
Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Now, John 17, 11 says, And now I am no more in the world. This is Jesus speaking. But these are in the world, hallelujah, and I come to thee, Holy Father, keep, keep through uh, thine, hallelujah, in, uh, in thy own name, those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are one. That we will be one as God is one. Well, one of the oneness that we're, we're missing in, in, in the body of Christ is the bride being one. That's why I tell you, my brothers and sisters, we have to come here together in agreement. And the moment we start arguing with one another and all that, we have divided ourselves. Hallelujah. And when we are not one, then we won't receive the blessing. We miss the blessing. And this is why the devil likes to, be, likes to bring strife and division, because the devil understands how God works. God works in unity and being one in the spirit, being in agreement in the spirit. Hallelujah. And so the devil saying his demon will try to come and attack you and come against us and insult us and all that. Because in the moment he knows he does us, he brings strife against one another, division. Hallelujah. And then we miss the blessing. Hallelujah. Because he knows how God's work. He used to be out there with God. He knows how the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one. Hallelujah. They're one. God is one. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so this is why the devil... Once everyone here to be divided. Hallelujah. So they will miss the blessing of God. And that's why you got the church for over 2,000 years uh, saying, you hear some people saying, why can't we still get along? Why don't we get along if we're serving the same God? Hallelujah. The devil have worked day and night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year to keep the bride of Christ divided. Divided. But we have to understand what he's doing. Hallelujah. Because we have to go to the, to the root of the problem. The root of the solution is that God is one. And wants us to be one. Look how Jesus prayed. Just look how Jesus prayed. Keep, and then, hallelujah. Keep through the, their own name, hallelujah, those whom that has given me, that they may be one as we are one. Hallelujah. Well, if, to a lot of people, this verse is not possible. But it's because the, the devil is trying to make it impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And we are serving God, not the devil. Hallelujah. And so we focus on what God says. We receive, we listen to what God says, not to what the enemy is putting out there, brothers and sisters. Let's believe God. Hallelujah. And let be obedient. let's be obedient to God and his word. And we, we will be blessed. We will be blessed, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. In thy unity. First John 5, 7. For there are three that bear a record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. Hallelujah. No matter what the Holy Spirit does, no matter what Jesus does, no matter what the Father does, it's in complete unity. It's in complete agreement. Hallelujah. Complete agreement. The togetherness of God is always there. The oneness of God is always there in heaven. Always. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. God is one. And that unity must be in us too. Hallelujah. If we want to, hallelujah, understand God and receive his blessing. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. 
First John 5 eight, and these, and there are three that bear witness in, on earth: the so spirit, the water, and the blood. These three are, the three agree in one. Hallelujah! So the water, the blood, and the spirit agree in one. Hallelujah! This is why the blood is so powerful. Hallelujah! The blood is so powerful. The the water, the spirit is so powerful. The Holy Spirit is so powerful. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Janet, Exodus. you're making me cry. <laughs> God is so good. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Exodus 3.15. And God says, Moreover, unto Moses thus shall say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has sent me unto you. This is my name forever. This is my memorial unto all generations. Oh, man, oh, man, God is so good. Hallelujah. This is how he, he identified himself to the children of Israel. Hallelujah. As the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Hallelujah. That he, he is the same yesterday and today, and he will not change. He will not change. Hallelujah. He's still a loving God. As he was, he showed himself to Abraham and all of them as a loving God who took care of them. He still is. Number 627. And they should pull my name upon the children of Israel. Hallelujah. And I will bless them. Hallelujah. When you identify yourself with God in the unity of God, who God is, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you will be blessed. You will be blessed. Hallelujah. You will be blessed. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Number 817 says, For all the firstborn of the children of Israel are mine. Hallelujah. Children of our God. This is why I spoke to you about children I seen in the millennium. God, the Father, was teaching them. The Almighty was teaching them. He said, All the firstborn of the children of Israel are mine, both men and beasts. In the day that I smoke every firstborn in the land of Egypt, I sanctify them for myself. When the angel of death went by killing, hallelujah, killing uh, the firstborn of, of the Egyptians, God went by anointing them, sanctifying them. Are you hearing what I'm saying here? Hallelujah. The, the angel of death was busy killing the firstborn of the children of Israel. I'm sorry, of the, of the Egyptians, of Pharaoh and all of them. Hallelujah. But the Lord God was going by, hallelujah, hallelujah, to sanctify the, the firstborn of the children of Israel. So while the devil was busy killing, the Lord was busy blessing. How do you like that one? Really right there, number 817. Hallelujah. He was sanctifying them, making them holy. Hallelujah. Cleansing and purifying them. Because huh? he said he separated them for himself. So the Lord was busy blessing his people. While the devil is out there seeking to destroy, Jesus is in our heart, in our life, in our house, blessing our children. <laughs> How do you like that one? Oh, where is God? What is he doing now? While well, you're talking bad about God, God is blessing your womb. God is blessing your children. God is blessing the children of the world. He's sanctifying them for himself. Hallelujah. 
God is busy blasting you while people up there are talking bad about God, gossiping against God. What are he doing in his throne doing nothing? Oh, you, you better take this word back. <laughs> because while the angel of death was killing, the Lord was blessing his own. Hallelujah. Oh, the Lord is so good. He is so wonderful. Hallelujah. His testimony is everywhere. His testimony is everywhere. First Kings 6.13. And I will dwell among the children of Israel, and I will not forsake my Israel, my people Israel. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. If you thought the Lord has forsaken you, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. If you thought the Lord has forsaken you, maybe you said it. I'm going to tell you you're wrong. Because he said in his word he will not forsake his people. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God is so good. Hallelujah. He is so good. Hallelujah. God is so wonderful. Hallelujah. Proverbs 7.24, hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, and attend to the word of my mouth. Hallelujah, Proverbs 8.32, now therefore hearken unto me, O ye children, for, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Hallelujah. You want to be blessed by God? Keep his ways. Keep his word. Hallelujah. However he's leading you, you are blessed. You are blessed. However the Holy Spirit is guiding you and leading you, you are blessed. You are blessed by God. Hallelujah. That's why Balaam cannot curse the children of Israel. Why? Hallelujah. Because while Balaam and the king were planning, God was blessing his people. His people were blessed. That's why when the prophet opened his mouth, he could only bless Israel. Because Israel is blessed. It's blessed. You are blessed in Christ. You are blessed in the Lord. Hallelujah. There's no way you can be cursed because you are blessed. I thank you, children. Isaiah 29, 23. But when he sees his children, the work of my hand, in the midst of him, they shall sanctify my name and sanctify the Holy One of Jacob and to fear the God of Israel. This is God in the millennium. This is God being sanctified through you, his son and his daughter. Hallelujah. God is taking you to a place, heaven, where you all, you all you're going to be at blessed. Abundant will be your seed in the millennium. Hallelujah. Because you will be blessed by God. There will be no curse on your life. Your children will be blessed from the moment they're born. How do you like that one? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God has abundance for you. Untold blessing. Untold knowledge. God has in store for you. If you're frustrated for your car breaking down all the time, when you get to the millennium, you will not have the problem anymore. This fallen technology of this world will be history. It will be history. You will not get on your car and turn the key and find out that your car cannot run. That you now you got car problems. You got to go triple. You got to call triple aid. No more calling triple aid. Hallelujah! Because your car will be blessed by God. It will be made by the knowledge of God. It will not break down in a thousand years. Hallelujah! No more pain at the pump. No more pain at the pump. You will get in your car. You will drive to where you need to go. 
and you don't need to worry about putting gas on your tank anymore. That will be history. That curse of Satan is gone. Oh. <laughs> Isn't this getting better? It's getting better, hallelujah, every day more. With God, he has so much, so much. We know so little. We know so, so little as we call us little children. Hallelujah. Because we know so little. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. We are so little, so young in God. We know so little. There's so much we need to learn about our Father. No more pain on the pump. No more pain. It will all be joy. Hallelujah. You're going to rejoice in God. You're going to worship Him and thank Him every day for the day He's given you. Because from the moment you get up, you are blessed. And to the moment you go to your house, you are blessed. And while you are in your house, you are blessed by God. And God has promised to us abundant and blessing. And let me tell you something. Hallelujah. He has swerved by his name. And he will keep his word. He could not swear by anyone else because now no one is big, no one is mightier than him, bigger than him. So he swore by his whole his own name. Hallelujah. That hallelujah. Everything that says on his word, hallelujah, it will be kept by him. Every promise in his word, hallelujah, he will give to his children. And you are children of the most high God. And every promise will be given to you. If you take the pain and the suffering to serve him now, to keep yourself faithful to him, and you not deny his name or his word, if you not deny him before men, hallelujah, he will not deny you before God. But if you deny him before men, you will be denied before, you will be denied before God and his holy angel. Jesus said, hallelujah. So if you take the hard time and pain and all the horrible situations you have to go through in this life, in this broken world, in this broken life, where we go through so much pain and headaches every day, hallelujah, if you stay faithful to the Lord, if you seek him besides everything that is going through in your life, sickness, infirmity, hallelujah, having less than this or less than that, still serving him. Just like his servant Job remained faithful amongst his sickness and hardship he was going through. He still, you still retain your integrity, said his wife to him. Curse your God and died. If you refuse to curse him, if you refuse to curse his God, hallelujah, and, remain, and retain your integrity, no matter what you're going through, you know you're serving him, and you stay faithful to him. Oh, boy, when you go to heaven, abounding is yours. Abounding, everything God has, it will be yours. Everything the Father has is mine, Jesus says. Hallelujah. And everything Jesus has is ours, too. How do you like that one? Everything Amen. he has is ours. He gave us. Hallelujah. God given Jesus his Holy Spirit. He has given it to us. His own Holy Spirit. The Father own Holy Spirit we have. Everything the Father owns, Jesus owns. Everything Jesus owns, we own. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. 
He will not withhold from you anything. Nothing he will withhold from you. Before we ask, the Bible said in Isaiah, he will answer us. Before you ask for anything, God has already answered you. Before you go ahead and open your mouth to say, God, I need, hallelujah, a, 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 a wonderful card. I don't know what kind of card you want. Hallelujah. An angel is driving a car to you already. <laughs> he is from God, your father. He is the key. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And you're like, what? This is for me? Yes, this is for you, from your daddy. Oh, this is so beautiful. Hallelujah. How do you know I like this? This is just what I wanted. This is the color that I wanted. Oh, man. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Daddy. And you look up to heaven, and the Father in his throne, looking at you, smiling to you. Yes, my daughter. You hear the audible voice. Yes, my daughter. This is for you. I knew this is what you wanted. Hallelujah. I saw you. You took the position to pray, and I answered you right away before you even prayed. How do you like that one? How do you like that one? Hallelujah. Oh, man, oh, man, the things God has for you. The things he has for you, hallelujah. Oh, he is so good. He is so wonderful, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so I was driving that car and looking how it was made, how beautiful it was made, how comfortable it was made, and how smart that vehicle was. I'm like, oh, man, the intelligence is mind-blowing. Hallelujah. But that's available to the sons of God. His son and his daughter, they're going to have this technology in the millennium. Everything that we will need, it was here half for us. I remember when the Lord took me to that warehouse up in heaven. And I was taken in there, and I, I, was, I, I was let known by the redeemer up in heaven that I was very privileged by the Father to, to go into this warehouse, and I was let known that not many have seen these warehouses. And when I was a lot of walking to the warehouses, I remember going through the gate, and I seen all these angels, holy, holy angel, almighty God, and this holy, holy redeemed, they was making this technology for the millennium. And it was revealed to me that it was, it was for the millennium. And I told the people how, the, how I was looking at these trucks, Look, looking at everything, boxes, everything that we would need was ready for the millennium already. And one of the angels looked at me and said, I looked at this beautiful plane that can carry hundreds of, of people. Hallelujah. And, you know, you wonder why, why would people need this? But, you know, there's a lot of reason why. And I have explained a lot of the reason why. Hallelujah. And so one of the angels said, would you like to drive on this plane? And I said, oh, yes, I would, I would like to. And so I, I, was, I was led into the plane and sat in the seat. And I remember the plane taking off. And I'm like, man, I, I didn't even feel the plane taking off. How comfortable the plane was. And the engine looked at me and smiled and said, how do you like the ride? <laughs> this is amazing. I was looking over heaven from that plane, over that first level. It was amazing. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, what God has for you and I, it, 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 it's mind-blowing. It is just mind, mind-blowing. 
Well, this morning, as I came, as the Lord brought me back, early in the mornings, 8 o'clock, something like that, I was up there maybe five, six hours. And so he brought me back. Then I, I, I knew I started praying, but I, I, I could not pray much because, oh, I, oh, I had the, the glory of God. My body was completely shaking, trembling because of the glory of God. And, and, and praise Jesus, hallelujah, the glory of the Father was so strong in that place. And, and, and I, my whole body was just shaking, my belly trembling. I never see my body trembling in this way. Hallelujah. And, and, and I, I, I lay on my bed, and I, and I started uh, uh, repenting, and I'm like, why if I was in the presence of God? Hallelujah. But I know once I'm back here, I will have to pray. Repent. Hallelujah. But I was under that glory, that anointing, that cloud of glory. Hallelujah. All over me. And so I said, well, I'm going to, I know I have to do my prayer with the Lord. And so I said, well, I'm going to just lay down back again because I felt so tired after I came back. And, and so I'm going to lay back. And as I lay back and to rest a little, immediately the Lord took me out again. And I'm, I'm standing right in front of the Lord. Now the Lord is showing me more. Jesus is showing me more. Now I now I know was I was talking to Jesus when before I was talking to the Father and I was under the glory of the Father. Hallelujah. And now the Lord is talking to me. And there were certain things the Lord would direct uh, uh, certain things that I may not mention here. That that I I, w I was wondering about the Lord and the Lord knew my heart and so he wanted to answer those things to me. And so there was certain instruction he was giving me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But I'm going to tell you this, brothers and sisters, as you walk in your house, don't walk in your house, uh, sister or brother, in your underwear. Make sure you cover yourself well, because that's what one of the things the Lord says to me. Hallelujah. Because God, the Lord, is more closer to us now more than ever. So he requires more holiness from us, more covering. And he showed me, he showed me this garment. The Lord was showing me this garment. How he expects his people to cover himself, even though when they are home. Don't don't walk your, uh, around your house in your underwear. I don't have to give details. Just just this, the Lord was given to me. How he don't like how some people are walking around the house in their underwear, undermining that the Lord is there. Okay, and, and he he don't like that. He just he just doesn't like that. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah. Yes, he wants us to have some clothing on us. Amen. And, and, and again, the reality of Jesus on the earth, he, he has said it through Sarah and through his prophet that he is becoming more real to us. His reality It's more. He's, he's, he's starting to visit uh, a lot of us here on the earth. Jesus is coming to our home. And, and a lot of time he's there looking at us. And sometimes we don't have a shirt on it or anything like that. It's a, it's, a, it's a really disrespect to the Lord because he is Lord, Lord, and King of King. Let, let's show the Lord some respect and let's have clothing and, and even inside our house because he was pointing that out to me this morning. And he said that's, that's very important that we do the hallelujah, even in our own home. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah, because a lot of us are getting visitation from the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's, let's show the King of King and Lord, Lord, respect, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. If you... 
Uh, if you if you have done this many times, just you know, you can repent to the Lord, but just don't do it anymore. He wants us to be covered for Him, and and I do this sometime after the show. I, I because I'm swearing because of my preaching, at the finished teaching or preaching, and I'm all swearing under, under my clothing and all that. As soon as I, I end the show and all that, I take off my shirt and all that, and, and I and I'm knowing that the Lord is still there. Hallelujah! And so He pointed that out to me. He pointed that out to me. Hallelujah! And said, you know, not to do that. He looked at me very serious, and said, Hallelujah! Not to do that. Hallelujah! Praise Jesus! Hallelujah! And so, uh, make sure that you wear your clothing in your house. Of course, if you're going to take a shower, you're not going to have no clothing, uh, no clothing on. Hallelujah. But, you know, take a shower. Make sure you have fresh clothing there. Put them on and don't walk, hallelujah, in your underwear in your home. Hallelujah. Because I, I was used to doing that. Now I'm going to have to change my, my ways around for the Lord, just for the Lord, because he, he pointed that out to me. Praise Jesus, Allah, and that's important to him. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah. And so that's 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 you know, we, we can do the everything, hallelujah, in order in a house. Just make sure we don't lay back in our home just in in our underwear on bed or anything. That we make sure we have something on. Hallelujah. And so uh uh that's what the Lord pointed out to me and he didn't he didn't like that. And so that's important to him because the Lord, we're getting a lot of visitation from the Lord. Hallelujah. And so uh, the Lord is ever closer to us now than ever. Hallelujah. He's He's ready to come for his, for his people. He's ready to come for his people. Hallelujah. And so uh, there are certain things he's telling us to do. And so we, we got to do that in obedience to the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so, you know, every again, every time I ended up a show, I, I would be swearing all of my clothing will be wet and all that. And I felt the fire. I was under the fire and all that. And and, and, and then I would take off my shirt because, you know, I was not in the air anymore. Hallelujah. And, and But I forgot that even when people in the, and no one could see me anyway. I'm in my own room, in my, in my own closed room. Hallelujah. Everything is closed. But then the Lord, hallelujah, pointed that out to me. And so now I understand that I have to be careful. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, just because of the temperature here, we're still in the 40 and 50 sometime, so I didn't want to have the AC on. I still haven't even put the AC in the, in the window. I still have it in the basement. And so, you know, but I, I, will, I will. I will have my AC close to, to the, in the room. So just, you know, I can go ahead and turn it on when I need to. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. But that, that's very important. That we listen to the Lord on that. I'm, I'm pretty sure the Lord will bless you for that, and, and you will get rewarded for anything that we do in obedience for the Lord. We get rewarded. But there, there was certain order. I see him give it, given to his angels. He was given orders to his angel, and, and and the Lord has shown this to me. I remember. I don't know how many of you remember. Hallelujah. That that the Lord has shown me that when the rapture will come. I see an angel uh, coming to pick up people down here, and and one angel was sent to me, big angel, but close to thirty feet angel came to get me, and I was looking up that angel. My goodness, it was so big. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, you can sleep in your pajama. It's it's all being clothed, being covered. It's it's the word, Elaine. Just being covered. Hallelujah. 
Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And, and so I seen the, 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 the Lord giving uh, order to the angels, hallelujah. And so that, this means that, that we're pretty close to be going home. Just like Sister uh, Sarah said, you know, God, of course, he has his plan when, you know, he's going to do everything. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. He has a day for the rapture, hallelujah. Um, I don't know how long more we're down here. But again, we're waiting for the revival, promised revival. And so uh, um, um, the Father, you know, again, he showed me up in his throne that, that this revival is closed, you know. And so this morning as the Lord took me back to show me him uh, ordering the angels, uh, um, uh, he was giving the order, the, uh, the angel orders on what to do. Hallelujah. Uh, where to go and what to do, hallelujah. Yes, and so uh, um, I believe that there's got to be more angelic angel coming down to the earth now to be around the bride of Christ now more than ever. And again, listen to this. When the Lord was, was showing me about the clothing and all that and being covered and all that, I, I, I could see the angel also looking at me. And, and the angel agreed with the Lord. I said, look at the Lord and all that. And I think the Lord was pointing to the angel because also of his angel. He wants us also to be protected, covered well. Hallelujah. So that means there's a special angel sent to us, to the bride of Christ now, in this end time. And I could see the angel right there in the room as the Lord was talking to me. I could look at the angel around uh, just listening to the order of the Lord and what the Lord was telling me and explaining to me. Hallelujah. The Lord is very is being very specific. That's why Sarah in in, in Healer seven, Barbara and, and Dan, hallelujah, are hearing the Lord uh, how much how much order how much he's telling them and all that. And many other people. Because the Lord even uh, Dr. Award it, it, it we're getting specific word from the Lord now. That means hallelujah, whatever the Lord is gonna do, he's gonna do soon, very soon. And so this revival, I know it's at the door, brothers and sisters, now more than ever, and the Lord is confirming that. It's, it's close. It's very close. So this revival, whatever God is going to do, is going to do soon. The Lord is on the move on this. Uh, Sister Levy, you want to say anything before we go on? Amen. No, I was um, telling Sister Kim, because we have a service Sunday for, we're waiting for his holy fire for Pentecost. That's hey. when he's going to show up, I mean. He shows up every day, especially the Holy Spirit is so good. His presence is so awesome, and we're just waiting. And we're waiting for you, Brother Elvi, to move so we Thank can come in, you know, celebrate the Lord's Hour Church together, and we're going to be on fire for Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, the, the Lord sent a messenger to me and says to me, uh, this, this, is, this is what the Lord is telling me to tell you. You know, this is the amount of money the Lord wants you to have before you move. Okay. And the Lord wouldn't confirm it to me and said, this is, this is how much I want you to have for you to move. So I'm waiting for, to, for the, the amount of money is a little bit more than half now, but it's not, the total is not there yet. Okay, so I said, well, I, I'm going to believe on the Lord providing this. The Lord is going to take care of this, no problem. The Lord will take care of this. He will, he will touch who he has to touch. He will speak to whoever he has to speak, or he'll provide the money. However, he wants because he's the one that's going to provide it. So, Amen. Uh, Let's go, think, people. Yeah, everyone, start. Um, yeah, sending your donations to the Lord. Uh, to the so Lord's he's, hour. So he's, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's doing that. But you know what I do is, 
when people send a donation, I, I, I give the money that I'm supposed to give to the poor. Okay? Amen. I don't see, like I told someone, someone was asking me about that, and I said, look, I don't steal from the Lord nor the poor. Okay? And so that's why the money, all the money is not there because people send started sending the money right away, but all the money is not there because I have to send to the poor what I'm supposed to send to the poor. Okay, and if the Lord wants 40% of the poor, I have to send 40%. 30%, it don't matter. And so I have to be obedient to that. Because sometimes he tells me, send this to, 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 to the people in Africa, to the poor in Africa. First he has me send it to Israel and then to the poor in Africa. Then some ministry are going through difficult time, and then the Lord will, will tell me, well, I want you to send Messianic Bible this amount of money, and I go and send it. Okay, and so, but the money, the money there that he, he's having me put together, it's, it's coming out of, after I send to them, then the money that is left is put in there just for that. That money is put in there just for that. And, and so I have, I have $9,000 just for that, available just for that. Okay, so whatever the Lord, uh, whatever the, the other money is, which is $8,000 more, which the Lord wants me to have before I go ahead and move, to be the seventeen thousand dollars, it's not there yet. So I will, I will, I will not touch the money. I will leave it as it is, in the account, and I will not touch the money. And I will just leave with what I have in saving, with what I have saved already. Hallelujah! It's just the way thing has to be. So that money I will not touch. I will continue using what I have already, and I will leave that money that people are sending in just for that. So that seventeen thousand dollar will come. For me to go ahead and move, Hallelujah! Now uh, I we were looking into buying a property. I don't have all the money to buy a property, and so the Lord said He will provide for that, Hallelujah! I, I told someone how much I have. I don't want to say it on the air, but um, um, I'm saving that money to try to go buy a home over there. Houses are twice or, or, or a third more than what I have, Hallelujah! So I'm believing the Lord will provide. Now, I'm going to put into the table of the Lord for him to. The Lord said he wants me to buy a place for, for me and my family over there. Because we're, we're going to leave that for another family for sure in the tribulation. Hallelujah. I don't know if a lot of people know, don't understand this, but le, let me give you uh, an example. Brother Larry owned his own house. He asked the Lord, Lord, when I'm gone out of here, uh, uh, who am I going to leave this house to? My sons, my daughter, whom, Lord, who's going to stay in the tribulation? The Lord says, I already have a family who's going to stay here in the tribulation, in this house. Hallelujah. Okay. And so he has his plan for us. And for sure, everything that I have, I'm going to give away. Don't matter. I don't need this stuff going to heaven. I just don't need it. Hallelujah. And because he wants me to buy it, I said, well, okay, so uh, I don't care. I will move to uh, North Carolina, and I will rent. I just wait for the rapture and go home. But the Lord has his plan, you see. He has his plan, so I have to stick with what the Lord wants because he says to me, no, I want you to buy it. I said, you want me to rent or, or buy it? He says, buy it. So now I got my hand tied because I don't care going there and renting, but he wants me to buy it. And so obedience comes before, before sacrifice. So I have to be obedient. I cannot go against the Lord's word on this unless he tells me, okay, go ahead and rent. Then that, that's different. But he says, buy. That was the specific word to me. So 
I cannot go against his word. I just have to be obedient and trust him that he will provide. Hallelujah for that. And, and so he'll, he'll provide. I, I don't, no one, please no one be worried about this. No one, don't worry yourself about it. Just, I, I'm not worried. Of the course, Lord he's God. Yeah. He is the owner of gold and silver. He, he, he can touch anyone up there who has the money and just go ahead, boom, and provide it. Because he said he would. He said he would. He gave me an amount, how much he will provide, and he will provide the money. That's it. Amen. So I, I, I got to trust him, depend on him, and that's it. That's it. I, I, I don't worry about money right now because the Lord owns all the whole earth, and he will provide. Hallelujah. And this is an opportunity for me to see another miracle of God in my life after all the miracle he has done in my life. I, I'm, I'm so grateful because he's so good, and so he's so merciful. And look at the revelation he's given me, where he's taking me to show me all this stuff. And, and he just, boom, go ahead, and, and he does it. I ask him, he says yes, and he gives it to me. So I just want to stay close to him. You know, I always say if money is going to become a problem between me and God, then I don't want none. I want none then. Hallelujah. I don't want money to become a problem in my life. Hallelujah. If God wants me to give it all to the poor, I would just send it to the poor and forget about it. Stay broke until he comes, and that's it. It's not about money. It's about Jesus, and it's about us being right with God, just being right in his presence. Hallelujah. And there's nothing between God and us, because money can be in between God and us. Man, uh, property, anything can be between God and us. Hallelujah. It does not what God wants. God wants to be first in our life. Hallelujah. And, and us having that relationship with him, Hallelujah, where we can go to him every day and talk to him. Hallelujah, and, and sanctify ourselves before him more and more every day. That's why he wants us to be holy, to be seeking him now more than ever. Hallelujah, that's what God wants. That's what the Lord wants. So in any moment he can come and talk to us or visit us. Hallelujah. I, I said to the people a few months back last year that they will be receiving visitation from the Lord. Now, the Lord is visiting some people that I know, I cannot say whom they are, because it's private. It's between them and God. But they have shared this with me. The Lord personally is visiting some people that I know. Amen. Now, he could be doing that with you. Now, you need to seek him with all your heart. And you need to sanctify yourself before God. You need to seek righteousness, holiness, and righteousness. Ask Jesus, hallelujah, that you want to be holy that you want to keep his word, that you want to be obedient, and that you just want him to be first in your life. Hallelujah. No, I, I won't share that, that information, Sister Johnny. Hallelujah. There's certain things that I cannot say. All glory goes to Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And if he wants to reveal it to us, he will to our other people. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It just, you know, even 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 the brother that, that the Lord brings bread to him on his table every almost every day uh, says says to me, don't don't share my name on the air. I said, no, I will I won't share your name on the air. Please, you know, Hallelujah. I, you don't you don't want people to put their eyes on you. No, people need to put their eyes on Jesus. Seek Him. He'll do it with people whatever He wants, whatever you ask, whatever you believe. He will do in your life. If you want Jesus to visit you, all you have to do is ask him. Go to him and pray and say, Lord, 
Would you be with me, Lord? Will you give me a confirmation, a dream, or a vision? Speak to me through a dream or a vision that you will come and visit me soon, Lord, as you as you're already visiting people and you're gonna visit more people on the Lord's Tower. I wanna be one of those people that you visit, Lord. Will you please come to me? Hallelujah. And I'm pretty sure the Lord will hear that prayer. Hallelujah. And he will consider that prayer. Hallelujah. And he may answer that prayer. He said, Yes, he would. Hallelujah. The Lord just says to me, He will visit some. He will visit some. He just said that to me. Hallelujah. And so that's it. What you got to do is ask. Ask. That's all I do. Ask. And he'll, he'll say yes to me. When he says yes, I go to sleep after I pray in peace and joy. Because I know I got his word right away. All I need is his word. That's it. All I need for him to tell me, yes, I'm going to go ahead and do this. That's it. That's all I need. That's all I need, his word. Because I know he cannot lie. I know God cannot lie. So I can take his word anywhere and be- just believe it, and it will come to pass for sure. Hallelujah. And so that's all you need, brothers and sisters. That's all we need, his word. That he'll tell us, yes, he will do so, and that's it. Hallelujah. Ask him to speak to you through dreams and vision. Hallelujah. I gave a Bible study about that last night, how he spoke through Jacob, to Abraham through a vision and a dream, through Jacob. Hallelujah. In a dream, and I believe in a vision, through Moses, to many of them. He spoke to dream and vision. And hallelujah, most of the Bible we have, so you know, with God, I spoke to Isaiah, Jeremiah, and all these prophets through dreams and visions. So if they believe what they were getting was 100% for God, from God, why are you doubting God? Why are you questioning God? When you know, hallelujah, yes, when you know in your spirit, when the Lord gives you a dream, it's from him. Hallelujah. Don't, don't, don't you sit there and, and say, I, I don't think this is from God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Seek the Lord. See, if, you, if the Lord gives you a dream and speaks to you a message through a dreams, now, that dream is important to the Lord because he's giving you a word. That word is important to him. Now, you got to make that, that dream, that word, important to you. Let's say he didn't say anything to you, but he showed you something. That's still important to God. Because God took his time, which is very valuable, to come and give you a dream. Hallelujah. So you, remember he appeared to Solomon in a dream, and he said, ask of me of anything that I will, I will grant it to you. Hallelujah. God came down to him in that dream, to Solomon. Solomon believed that word of God 100%. There was no doubt in Solomon. Hallelujah. And, and Solomon asked that God would give him wisdom on how to lead his people. And God granted to him and more riches. He granted riches. Hallelujah. Because Solomon believed God. You don't understand how powerful faith is. Now, Listen to this. If God speaks to you through a dream or shows you something through a dreams, and you take the time to go back to him in prayer and say, Lord, I did not understand this dream, Lord. Please give me, give me the understanding or give me another dream where I can, I can understand this dream. Now God is, is, is going to have a smile on his face for you 
because you are valuing what he's given you. You understand how it is? Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Everything we receive from God is for our own good. It's good. It, it, is, it, it is wonderful. It's a blessing. So we need to learn to take it as it is and take it back to God and say, okay, Lord, you're giving this to me. This is a blessing. I want this. I receive this. I believe this. Now, Lord, help me to understand this dream that I had. Hallelujah. You see, there were two, two, two people that were not saved, which was Pharaoh of Egypt in the time of Joseph. When he received that, that dream, hallelujah, of, of, the, of, the, of the abundance and then the lack, seven years of abundance and seven years of lack, hallelujah, through the animal who were very sick and, and skinny and all that, and then the one that was fatter and, and, and looked well and all that. Well, see, Pharaoh did not take that dream lightly. He did not take that dream lightly. But he went to his wise men and all of them, and they could not, hallelujah, understand the dream because it came from God. And only God can give it the understanding. Hallelujah. But see, the good thing of Pharaoh was that he was seeking Hallelujah, the understanding of his dream. Now, where God was glorified was because God had raised Joseph and had shown Joseph in a dream that he would be a ruler over his brothers. In a dream, Joseph believed God that he would rule over his brother. You understand, God, now, how God is and how God, God moves in your life? Praise Jesus, hallelujah. To Joseph, his dream was very important. Very, very important. To his brother who did not understand God? No. Hallelujah. Did they not understand how God moved or worked or do anything? Because they did not have that close, that close relationship. Joseph did. So Joseph knew it was from God. He believed God. Hallelujah. And so to Joseph, one, he found himself in Egypt at the right hand of Pharaoh, that no one was greater than, than Joseph, only Pharaoh. Hallelujah. He saw his dream come to pass. And then when he saw his brother come to buy grain in Egypt, because there was none in Canaan, hallelujah, he understood it even better. He would, he would thank of to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But you don't, see to see, you don't need to see your dream come to pass for you to believe it. God wants you to believe him, even though your dream has not come to pass yet. This is very important, brothers and sisters, that we believe God. Very important, because without faith, it is impossible, hallelujah, to please God. And we are created to please God. We are created to please God Almighty, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, it's important, and it's important that you don't take your green or your vision for granted. However God speaks to you, even let's say God speaks to you through a prophet, and God says, look, my servant gives you a word through the prophet. Now, you may not understand what God gave you through that prophet. Now, go back to God in prayer and say, Lord, I believe what you said. I receive what you said, Lord. Let your will be done in my life. But now I ask you, Lord, hallelujah, with fear and trembling, that you will give me the understanding because I believe I did not understand everything. Give me the understanding. Give me the revelation of it. Hallelujah. And, and God would do that. He, he, would, he would give you, and God will be pleased to do it too. Because now you, you, are, you are being an obedient child 
for him. You're seeking him in humility. Humility. See, pride would be it. Oh, I didn't get it. Forget about this. I just go on. You know, that's pride. That's pride. I didn't get it. I don't care. That's pride. Now, humility will be you humbling yourself to seek God in his will for your life and seek the understanding. That's humility. Anything God gives you is given to you in humility, so you in humility got to seek of God. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And God, because he loves you and wants you to walk in his truth, true, and, and the leading of the Holy Spirit, he'll give you even more. Very important, brothers and sisters, that we walk in obedience and in the fear of God. Hallelujah. Because you want God to be pleased with you, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. You want him to be pleased with you. You want to be a son and daughter of the Most High, and that God will be pleased with everything you do and say. It's very important. You know, I was seeking with fear and trembling. You know that. I said, if I, let's say if I say something wrong here in the Lord's Tower, and I didn't, I didn't catch myself saying something wrong, that may be false. Now, am I responsible for that? course I am. Hallelujah. And so what do I need to do? I have to repent every day in case I said something wrong. Hallelujah. Because sometimes I have said something and someone has write to me and said, Brother Harvey, I you said this, but I believe you said this wrong. And when they shared to me what the word, I said, oh yeah, you're right. I'm sorry that I say that. I didn't catch myself saying that. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so, hallelujah. Then I, will, I, will, I, will, I had that fear in me that I that I will be condemned for that if I said something that was not right or that I made a mistake on something that I said. Then the Father spoke to me and said that those that have walked in the Spirit, are uh, there's no judgment for them. There's no condemnation. This is the word. There's no condemnation to those that walked in the Spirit, the Father says to me. And I, oh, I got it. I said, oh, I got it. The Father is saying to me now, hallelujah. If I walk in the Spirit and everything... And the Lord used me in the spirit to say anything. There's no condemnation for me because I'm doing it in the spirit. Hallelujah. I'm like, oh, man, I finally got a release about that. That's important. That is important before God. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Well, brothers and sisters, we have run out of time. I want to thank each and one of you tonight. Hallelujah. I hope that, that tonight's teaching has been a blessing in, in the revelation that I shared with you was a blessing. I want to say to each and one of you, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keeps you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord give you his shalom. I want to give the last minute, uh, second to Sister Lavi to say a few words. Go ahead, Sister Lavi. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, tonight was so wonderful. And I just, I had a very bad day today, and I just, it just lifted my spirits up. And thank you, Jesus, for ministering to all of us tonight. And um, it's all about you, Jesus. We give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. Just, you know, Protect us, you know, give us wisdom, give us knowledge just to do your will. Thank you, Jesus. Not our will. So praise God. Amen. I love everyone. Good night. Amen. Thank you, Sister Lavi, for night. coming on. Hallelujah. Well, shalom, shalom to all of you. Shalom. And all of you that, that I don't see here, may the Lord bless you, keeps you, and makes his faith upon you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, brothers and sisters. Uh, join us on, on Wednesday. We're going to have a, a glorious program. I hope that the Lord will give us a new word. Hallelujah. Amen. So shalom to all of you, brothers and sisters. Praise Jesus. Shalom, sister uh, Lavi. Good night. Shalom. Good night.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.